And so, what? What? I've been going a long time. Let me hear it. Just when they thought I was out? They pulled me back in. <laughs> All right, Kay. Just this one time, I'll let you ask me about my affairs. Is it true, Michael? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> you fucking skifoos. Uh. <laughs> Our true enemy has yet to reveal himself. <laughs> He's on a roll. We're going to get the fuck out of here. I feel like your tagline every time you come over to record these things, you're always like, uh, I'm so fucked. <laughs> like yeah. That's kind of become your slogan. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, yeah. You doing okay? Things have been fucked recently. Okay. Oh, that explains it, I guess. Uh, no, I'm, I'm doing great. Uh, actually, if I, if I could, uh, if we could just start off really quick with Benny's business corner. Of course. Uh, I, I can tell you, I can do an impression of, uh, my boss. <laughs> Who, who, which I think is okay. I'm not going to name names or anything yeah. like that. But, um, and they get entirely uh, too much uh, pussy to ever listen to this. <laughs> Yuck. <laughs> um, that's not the word we use in the in the mm. biz. In the biz, we say trim. <laughs> so much worse. True. True. <laughs> yeah. No. I don't no. Um, no. Uh, someone just uh, kind of offhandedly said, "Like, uh, oh, how are you doing?" Mm-hmm. And, uh, and he, as he was walking into his office and he was like, he went into like a 30 minute, so he, this is kind of what he does, right? Yeah. Went into like a 30 minute speech and he was like, I'm at the top of my game. I'm a Sherman tank. I'm rolling people over. That's and, sick. and he said something I'll never forget. I always think it's really funny when people view this, view their own success this way. Right. He, he said, um, I'm just like really thankful that I'm, that I'm using, um, that I'm, that I'm like using my energy for, for good and not for evil. Cause like, <laughs> you know, if I was doing bad stuff, I'm scared of what I, what I'd be capable of. True. Like, wait, wait, what? What do you mean? Like, you're like a, a successful wireless salesman. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, let's not talk about what we sell. Right. <laughs> that, that way it can't come back to bite me in the ass. Of course. This yeah, is yeah. all hypothetical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Until we name names. This is just code. You yeah. can just bleep it out. It's just code. You sell bleeps. I sell bleeps, yeah. Bleeps and bloops. Uh, no, uh, I'm, so Benny's Business Corner, I'm, fu- I'm a little fucked because, uh, <laughs> because uh, I, I've been sick since last week. Maybe overdoing it at karaoke. Uh, not not that we had that much to drink, really. Uh, but I don't like the idea of Millhouse doing two karaoke <laughs> nights in succession. Yeah, I was pretty much like that. If only, uh, if only I had the 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 steady guiding hand of Kirk Van Houten. <laughs> but unfortunately, uh, I don't. Can um, I borrow a feeling? <laughs> I sleep in a big bed with my wife. <laughs> um, no, uh, yeah. So, so I, I have basically had a cold this whole weekend. It's the first time I've been sick since I got COVID. Uh, oh, the cat just entered. I just opened the door. Hi, ravioli. I gotta lock it in something. Yeah. Some sort of cage. I'll, I'll, I won't bleep the name of your cat. People, it's okay. It's okay. Yeah. No one's gonna hunt down. She's a cat. public figure. I agree. I'm not. Yeah, that's true. I live in the shadows, and she's the face of the yeah. operation. It's just like the cat in that uh, those fucking Godfather movies. You know what I'm talking about? In the first one? Yeah. Just when he has a cat? Yeah, he's got a cat. That's the only real reference to that cat, eh? Like, uh, uh, I believe in this one, Michael's sitting 
um, beneath a painting that that has the oh. of his father with a cat. Okay, at one point. cool. But um, okay, back to the business. Yeah. Um, you're, so and you're fucked. Yeah. So uh, I've just been feeling sick. Uh, I, I've had a bad cold, and it's it's very makes the job very difficult. It makes um, sense. Like the hours are are very long, and the commute is very long. So, for example, like on Tuesday. I left the house at like nine nine fifteen in the morning, mm-hmm. and I got back to my apartment at eleven o'clock at night. Oh fuck! And that was just a uh, that was just a bad situation of like you know being in different parts of the city and having to go back to the office and then having to take yeah. TTC and all this stuff. Um, the other days were a little bit better, but uh, yeah, it's it's been tough. And uh, I uh, I was uh, not making sales, but I did make a couple on Thursday, which was good. Yeah, you you pulled through in the end. Yes, um, but uh, I need to really ramp it up, uh, or uh, they will. Uh, uh, let's not use the word "fire me." Let's just say that that the, my office's version of Michael Corleone will send me a message, <laughs> and the message will be, you know, a pillow smothering me in my sleep or something. I think it's a good sign that you ended the week strong. Well, I didn't make any. I didn't make any sales on Friday. That well, would have been real sweet. Well, yeah. as you know, as you now know, we in the business call Thursdays, Friday, Junior. Yes, yes, I did. Uh, um, uh, the bus driver uh, last week. He came. He came on. They switched bus drivers at a stop or something, and he mm. came on. And, and before, before he drove the bus, and like did his job he he was like hey everybody like yelling and we thought oh my god is something wrong like we have to get off the bus he's like hey everybody uh do you know what we call thursdays and i knew exactly what he was doing and so i said friday junior but i don't think he heard me and he was like no it's not friday it's thursday like i didn't know what day of the week it was right and and i was like no 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 thursday is friday junior and and he was like no it's not friday it's thursday what do we call yeah yeah what do we call thursdays and he and what he he said uh he said it's a practice friday The fuck is just this guy's worst, problem? Just yeah. the worst version of Friday, Friday Junior. Friday Junior is, it just flows off the tongue better. It's practice yeah. Friday. Yeah. That's, well, you know, as you know. Friday with training wheels. Exactly. And as we were talking about last weekend, I'm a weekend warrior now. But yep. uh, the fun this weekend that I'm having is uh, Watching today. The Godfather I, 3. I watched The Godfather 3 for the first time. I did never some laundry. Seen it before. I brought laundry over to Alex's house because my apartment laundry room is still being repaired from being on fire. <laughs> um, and um, then I'm going to go to the Dufferin Mall and I'm going to uh, pick up some shoes, some business shoes that mm. I ordered specially for my, for me. It's not like special shoes. Yeah. They're just, they just didn't have my size. They're just uh, moon yeah. shoes. They're, yeah. My special business moon <laughs> shoes made out of cheese. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and then I'm going to sleep. Uh, the rest of the day and probably also on Sunday. Yeah. Um, yeah. To try to shake this cold because it sucks. Honestly, us weekend warriors, sometimes we just need a weekend like that. To yeah. Oh yeah. And of course uh, on, uh, on Sunday uh, when this episode will be available, uh, I'm going to uh, call my mother. Yeah. Call yeah, your mom. Call your mom on Mother's Day. Tell your mother so. I said uh, thanks. Yeah. Tell tell your mother I said uh, congratulations uh, for raising such a nice kid. Yeah. You know, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I saw my mom yesterday. Oh yeah. We nice. went to Fat Pasha. Oh yeah. You told me about that. Yeah. That's right. How was, was that? It was good. Uh, yeah. It's a restaurant I used to work at for the for the listeners. I hadn't been there in years, and it was still uh, pretty tasty. They do some pretty tasty stuff. Oh yeah. 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 
yeah that that one has been um that's kind of their mainstay right now i think right yeah they, they've opened and closed a lot of restaurants that restaurant company but uh, yeah i mean uh, we we can say his name it's it's anthony rose anthony rose it's my my former boss toronto my, restaurant my former, uh godfather <laughs> yeah the king of dupont because mm-hmm. uh, it's this guy who owns he used to own seemingly all of dupont street like every yeah, block point it was there like was six restaurants yeah yeah there was a restaurant on every every like 500 meters along yeah. this strip yeah and now uh, i think the pandemic kind of hit him quite hard and he's closed uh, quite a few of them yeah it was it was uh yeah it was it was bad timing for yeah. restaurants everywhere but yeah. i think also specifically for him for for that company they were flipping a couple of restaurants right yeah uh, closing them and opening them as something else and it didn't really work out yeah yeah but fat pasha yeah, i guess it's kind of his flagship now definitely pretty good yeah still good. solid yeah totally i wonder if i know anybody who works there still i'm sure i do yeah they were they were very um uh welcoming and uh bantery staff yes that's the whole that's the vibe as the kids yeah. say but it was funny because you know my mom um is romanian <laughs> And yes. like, you know, she doesn't like banter with the best of them, you know, and it's like <laughs> kept being like, a, what have you guys got planned for the rest of the night? And I was just like, she's, she's probably going to go home. She watches Turner classic movies a lot. <laughs> you know, she's just sitting there smiling, being like, yes, <laughs> yes. I, I love, I mean, that, that channel is, uh, that's one of my uh, selling features when I talk about this. She, you, you could probably sell my mom on all sorts of shit. She, Great. She's such a funny woman. All she does now is watch Turner Classic movies and listens to classical music on the radio. That's awesome. And she was telling me that uh, the other day she watched, she was like, I watched Singing in the Rain. And it was so, they're so talented back then. They sing, they dance. And then she was <laughs> like, but then they had like a science fiction marathon. And I, I don't like the science oh, fiction. Yeah, yeah. yeah, she's not into that. No. that. Yeah, well, fair enough. Yeah. I mean, that. Um, yeah, one of the, uh, so I don't have, I don't have TV, right? Yeah. Um, even though sometimes I will, uh, tell customers that I have the package. <laughs> them. I, I don't, I don't have it. Um, but when I was in Halifax, uh, for my brother's wedding, right. um, <laughs> you come to me on this, the day of my brother's <laughs> wedding <laughs> to, to watch, me. to watch earth versus the flying saucers <laughs> on Turner classic movies. <laughs> anyway, that's what yeah. I watched. It was great. I like, mm-hmm. I just stayed up late watching, like they had that, they had, uh, they had blue Hawaii, the Elvis movie. Of course. Yeah. Oh, that, that one was good, man. man now that's that a weird one. cable isn't prevalent when you do get cable, you know, it, it's it, a little it, treat. It, it's totally a treat. Yeah. There is something so nostalgic and fun about, just kind of being at the whim of whatever programming is on, you know? Oh yeah, totally. You don't have the choice paralysis or anything. You just sit yourself down. Like you go to a hotel and they have cable and it's like, do I really want to explore, uh, Santa Monica. (laughs) (laughs) Wherever. I've never been to Santa Monica. Rome. (laughs) (laughs) Vatican. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, uh, I find too, like I'm, I'm not as much anymore, but, um, kind of a stickler for uh, if I'm going to watch a movie, particularly a movie I haven't seen before or mm-hmm. a movie that I haven't seen in a while that I'm looking to rewatch. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to, I don't want to just watch half of it on TV. I want to yeah. watch the whole movie. Right. Yeah. Um, so when I'm up with my parents, cause they have cable, right. Um, that's when I'll kind of catch like little bits and pieces of movies like, Oh, uh, like <laughs> when I up for Christmas. It's like, we just happened to turn on, uh, 
uh, Eyes Wide Shut right at the orgy scene. So I got, I got to watch that with my mom. That's sick. Yeah, it's pretty pretty good. First movie. time I watched Eyes Wide Shut was around Christmas time. I think Showcase was showing it. It's a great Christmas movie. That was kind of like Canada's. We got like they uh, they got a lot of HBO shows and stuff like that, but it wasn't like premium cable. They still had commercials and shit. But I remember around Christmas time, actually, it was I think it was Christmas Eve. They were showing Eyes Wide Shut, and yes. I was like, I don't know, eleven, and yes. I'd, I'd watched like some Stanley Kubrick, and I knew I liked him, so I was just like, what's what's going on? It's just kind of Tom Cruise wandering around from like vaguely sexy scenario to vaguely sexy scenario, and I was like. <laughs> And then all of a sudden the, or- <laughs> the orgy scene hits and I was like, oh, baby, it's, it's oh, going to be a Merry mama. Christmas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm a, Jackpot. I'm, I was probably a bit older, like probably like 12. Still, 13. still. Yeah, the kind of thing where if you, you found like a like a naughty channel that would play a sexy movies or something. Yeah, yeah. no showcase. Yeah, there were a couple of those uh, for me growing up as well. like uh, Or like IFC, the independent film channel I didn't have that. Would, would show... Uh, they would show like uh, like uncut movies. Yeah. Right? So, yeah, I'm jealous you had access to IFC. I remember mm-hmm. Showcase used to show Oz, the HBO prison drama. Yes. And yes. I had a friend who told me like, oh yeah, like Oz, like sometimes there's like you know softcore sex and boobies and stuff. So I would like you know I wouldn't like watch it, but I would on like a Friday night or whenever it was on, if I was home alone, I'd like flip past it to see like maybe I could catch a whiff of boob. Yeah, a whiff of tit, if yeah, you will. Of course. Um. And I remember one time I was just uh, I was scrolling past and I I was this brutal scene of yeah. prison torture and yeah. then it scarred me and I was like well I'm not going to rely on Oz yeah. for uh, yeah not a sexy show no no but I, I rewatched it as an adult and it, it was good I should watch half that, of it is yeah. good like it's good for like four and a half seasons this is why I I, I tend not to yeah. gravitate towards TV yeah because yeah. you get invested and then you're like you're just doing it because you're a slave exactly yeah, yeah you're like eh. Um, okay, one last little bit about Business Corner. I yeah. was just going to say that, you know, thinking you think a lot about Glengarry Glenn Ross when you're out there selling. It's hard not to. Mm-hmm. Um, and we talked about our history with that, you know, like mm-hmm. uh, uh, performing it or doing, you know, watching it and all this other stuff. Um, and the two bits, the two lines that I think are the most applicable to the job so far that keep running in my head are um, uh, the leads are weak. You're, oh wait, no wait, the leads are weak, the fucking leads are weak, you're weak. I think about that all the time. You know, especially when you're like, oh my God, the, these leads are terrible. You know what I mean? And yeah. it's like, they're not terrible. It's you. Oh my if God. you were a better salesman, blah, 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 blah. You just right? have Jack Lemon in the back of your head. Oh yeah, yeah, just... yeah. I know I am Jack Lemon. I, I need to be Ricky Roma. I need to be Al Pacino. Right. Who says the your week? That's line? Alec Baldwin. That's Alec Baldwin. Yeah, 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 oh, okay, yeah. okay. Yeah. Alec Baldwin is, I guess, representative of all the people in the office who are better than you who are like the leads. Yeah. And then the other one is, uh, when, uh, um, Kevin Spacey is, is talking to, uh, Jack Lemon at the end and uh, Jack Lemon is all high cause he got that sale when mm. he's going to make it. But then, you know, it turns out that the, the people are passing bad checks. Like they're, they're not, uh, not actual, not like good customers. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and Kevin Spacey says, they just like talking to salesmen. And that's very much my experience is there. Mm. It's it's part of, it's, well, I'll tell you what it is. It's step eight. Step eight is take control. Mm-hmm. If you don't have control of the conversation, then you're fucked. Like you're just, I know I keep saying that, but you will, you well and truly. Fucked, no, right? I just love that you have. 
committed, you know, these principles and stuff. To, I ha- you have a good I handle have, on I them. I have no choice but to. Yeah. Because it just, like, now I do need to get sales to not get fired. Um, but at the same time, it's also the idea is that they're looking to, for people to promote and to tr- train other people and to be managers and team leaders and stuff. That's great. So if if I'm maybe not the greatest salesperson getting like high rolling every day. You could be a trainer guy. That's okay because I could survive by being like, I know some of the fundamentals. Hell do yeah. I apply them myself in the field pr- properly? Perhaps not. Those but... who don't do teach or whatever? Well, I think, yeah, but the, the problem is you have to do and teach uh, right. You know, you, there is a minimum that you have to reach, right? So, um, but uh, yeah, that's that. The people like talking to salesmen thing is like when somebody invites you in, um, like a vampire. Like a yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> uh, yeah, I admit I am vampire. <laughs> right? I'm not here to sell you anything. I will not lie. I admit. I'm vampire. You have made a fatal error. (laughs) (laughs) Um, How much are you you paying for your services? Is it uh, around 100 to 150? (laughs) (laughs) I think think there is something I can do to help you. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. No, I mean it does feel like that. Like, but for example, when you you know if you're in a if you're in like an area or a building that has a lot of older people, um, uh, sometimes they do just want someone to talk to, mm. and are not ever gonna. You're, there's no sale there. There's nothing that you can really offer them, and that's a huge waste of time. So that's something I'm getting better at is um, assessing the yeah lonely it, elderly. Well, yeah, Fuck. like it's it's uh, it's. Like I say, and this will be the end of the Benny Business Corner. Let, let me just finish it by saying it's fucked. <laughs> <laughs> we truly live in a society. Yes. Uh, this uh, this is, uh, I'm, I'm, yeah. <laughs> I don't really, that's the end of it. Let's, let's move on. That was good. There's some hot tips. There's <laughs> some hot tips from Benny's Business Corner. Yeah. Dumb, tip number one is don't get sick. Take care of yourself because it's so much worse when you're sick. Yeah. I wish this was like a video podcast where we had like flashy motion graphics that were all like zooming around you being like Benny, Benny's business corner, yeah, hot well, tips, like mega bucks flying we, everywhere. We'll, we'll, we'll and then you're just like, oh, I'm, I'm fucked. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. I talked to lonely old people and they wasted my time. It was brutal. I, I It was, oh. yeah, it was really, it was really brutal. It's a vision of the future is yeah. what it is. Well, Yes, that's true. I, I I think personally for my future, you know, I, I envision a different future where instead of getting to 70, 80 and living on a pension, well, that would be nice. Actually, that's actually the future. They <laughs> actually, have. now that yeah. I think about it, you know, and, and yeah, you can still go outside without getting fried to death or frozen to death. Right. Um, so actually that. They're living right. it. They're living the dream. No, no. I think. I think. You know, forty-five, maybe fifty at the latest. Um, then you you take whatever money, whatever assets you have, you, you liquidate everything, and you go on one last great adventure. And then at the end of it, ideally, you explode <laughs> in some glorious fashion, right? Yeah, you I know? can get behind that. I mean, quite literally, you like pop. Yeah, like that's yeah. the end. Yeah, yeah, like you you eat you eat so many pizza rolls that you explode that's kind of how i want to go out yeah like yeah 
a huge bender and you have a heart attack and die peacefully in your sleep. Yeah. After like a mega orgy. Yeah. And, and it's not technically a suicide. So nobody no. will be sad. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They'll be like, he went really hard. Oh, yeah. He just went hard. He wasn't intending on doing that. I think it's perfect. <laughs> that's how like Avicii died, wasn't it? Or did he just like blow out his... Oh, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I don't really know anything about that. You know, you I, know... Thought he, I thought that was more... that that's That was more... That's not what I'm talking about. No. Yeah. No, yeah. But he, he was in Rest Oman. Yeah. Oh, okay, right. Yeah, so I think he was just like partying really hard in Oman. Anyway. I don't know. I I'm I, I, don't, I remember at the time people were talking about it. Maybe it was like a suicide, but yeah, oh, I don't know. I didn't know that. Yeah. No, no. Uh, let's let's steer it away from <laughs> there and, and go go into uh, um, something more. Uh, yeah. Something more light and fun, like The Godfather Part Three. We should close the episode with Levels by Avicii in tribute, though. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really like it. Okay, I'll do it. I'll do it. We'll do it. We'll do it. There was a guy, I, I was in a hostel in India, and he was this uh, big, burly Australian man from uh, Queensland. What's mm. the big city in Queensland? Mm. Brisbane? Or possibly, he was like from Gold Coast or something like that. Sure, yeah. And he just stayed up all night one night. Uh, I don't think he went to sleep. And, you know, we didn't have access to, like, hard drugs or anything. I think he was just, like, hyper drunk. He was a brick shit house. Yeah. <laughs> and he woke everyone up, Australians, like, man. at 7 in the morning just blasting Avicii on the, like, communal um, computer or whatever. That's awful. It was, he was a funny guy. Yeah. God bless him. Chris. Chris, yeah. if you're out there listening, uh, <laughs> miss you, dude. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Chris, come on the pod. Uh <laughs> You know, the first and last Australian guest. He was a funny dude. I've got some Chris stories I'll tell one day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He sounds like uh, somebody I uh, wouldn't wouldn't find irritating. <laughs> I, I don't think you actually would. I think I think, think I think if you actually like met him and saw what he was about, like you would. Because so he he was just on another level because he was going to go to India with his uh, fiance, mm. but then she actually broke up with him. Um. So he was like, I'm fuck it i'll still go myself <laughs> and he did and he just had like the best time but then you would get like super loaded and you get like melancholy and yeah, stuff but yeah, still like yeah yeah he, he his nickname was old baz he was like <laughs> <laughs> he's yeah. like a stereotype yeah that's great that's yeah, so good he, he rocked he was yeah, a good guy barry mckenzie or something whatever yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Anyway, I don't want to. Yeah, I don't want to paint yeah. with too broad a brush here. As yeah. far as uh, Australian tourists, uh, they 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 already have a pretty bad rep. You know? Yeah, but uh, yeah, well, English they, are pretty bad. The English as well. well so are yeah, Russians. The though. lads. Yeah. Listen, listen. If you're a tourist, tourists if, just kind of suck in general. Yeah. Right? Like we're probably obnoxious tourists oh, when very, we go. Yeah. Very much so. Yeah. If you ever go anywhere else ever <laughs> yeah. that you're not like if you fly, if you fly anywhere, you piece of shit. Yeah. No, Greta Thunberg's going to come for you. No ethical tourism. Yeah. No. No, absolutely not. You want to take a break. Um, you know, you have your two weeks or three weeks every year, you know, or like four weeks if you're like, I don't know. In if you're like, a Sherman Tank guy, yeah, right? Yeah. You're, yeah. <laughs> That's you're what, the Sherman Tank guy. I wanted to say I respect that he like named the type of tank, you know, like that. He, yeah, it's he, weird. He's not like a Panzer or <laughs> no, whatever. I, I don't even know weird. that many other like tanks, but. How many? Yeah. This is. Uh, that guy this has four weeks of vacation. Talking right? tanks with yeah. Alex and Ben. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I actually have no idea. The, from from what I understand, with this business, is like, 
the the higher you get up, like they keep sort of saying, like, listen, I make my own schedule. Um, I have all these benefits and this and that and so on. And I'm sure that is true. Obviously, the main benefit is that you make a lot of money, like your salary is very high. And, and there's all sorts of other um, revenue streams from uh, from benefiting off of um, commissions and so on and other things. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, the way that it appears is that they're always busy and always on call and always doing work events and mandatory fun things and this right. and that. So I don't really buy... Say mandatory um, fund or mandatory fun? Mandatory fun. Mandatory there's, fun. There's some mandatory fun, yeah, uh, that uh, I don't think I'm, I'm, I, I'll be... Uh, I'll get to join in on yet until you start doing better. But the better you do, then it's like, oh, well, you know, maybe you come in on a Saturday and work. And it's a little lighter, but it's still work. And then it's like, okay, well, Sunday there's a ball game. And so you have to come to the ball game. It's like things that are nice, right? But things that are also like work. Yeah. Mandatory fun is a funny concept. It is. Yeah. I don't like it. Yeah. I think it's. um, Are you having fun? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You must be having fun. (laughs) How can you have any pudding if you <laughs> don't eat your meat? <laughs> I don't know why. You. I that. <laughs> yes, you want it. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna do. Uh, we'll this we'll is do Pink a, Floyd hour. We'll do Pink Floyd the Wall series with uh, some other uh, dumb dumb shit well, movie. <laughs> uh, here's an idea: we do the two who musical rock operas, and oh, then yeah. we do the Wall as bonus. There's, there's, there's other, yeah, there, okay, that's Tommy right. and Quadrophenia. I saw Tommy. Ant-Man uh, and the Wasp, Quadrophenia. Oh, okay, wait, <laughs> yeah. okay, wait, 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 okay. Okay, number one, I saw Tommy somewhat recently. It's really good. Is Tom, it, Con- Tommy, Ken Russell. Tommy's really, Ken Russell, amazing. I liked your Tommy letterbox review of it. You were like, kudos to Ken Russell for making a better rock opera than The Wall with infinitely worse music. <laughs> yeah, okay, now I don't know if this is a hot take. I don't think this is a hot take. I don't think so. I like Pink Floyd. I yeah. listen to Pink Floyd. I've never really got into The Who. Like, obviously, I like I some like their singles. Stuff. Yeah, exactly. But and I some just deep never, cuts, too. I never really, I don't know, it never really did it for me. Yeah. The way that, like, Pink Floyd does and and I, I could listen to, uh, um, you know, uh, like I'm, I, I feel familiar with like most of their discography. They mean 100%. the good stuff, right? Um, and with the Who, yeah, not as much. But I'm that movie you. is, uh, I, 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 I think the Wall is like a good like stoner. I do high like the Wall. Freshmany kind of, you know, it's just, it's just that, it's just that. I, I don't know if it's if it really works as a movie. No, no, it. it's it's not a movie, really. It's more like an extended music video, like art film. Like it's not. Yeah, to- Tommy is just like Tommy is really wild. Tommy's more fun. It's more fun, yeah, definitely. And I do think like Roger Waters should have just played Pink versus Bob Geldof. I don't really like his singing voice all that much. Right. Yeah, I know what you mean. I think he kind of uh, ruins the in the fleshes. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Okay, I've got. Uh, but I do like when he shaves off his eyebrows yeah, and all I do. the hair I like on his that body. Part too. Yeah, I like that part too. We'll get to him. Yeah. Um, okay, so uh, that was uh, Benny's uh, business corner. Yeah. <laughs> now here's Benny's uh, catching up on uh, recent releases corner. Just really quick. Okay? Sure. Um, so uh, I was able to, um, because I was sick and basically just like lying in bed. Uh, last weekend and every night after work, um, 
not on the day when I got home at 11 o'clock, obviously, but Mm -hmm. on some other days I was able to kind of just passively watch some new release that uh, hit our favorite website, uh, legalmoviedownload.com. That's my homepage. Things I probably, were I I unemployed, I may have gone to see them in the movie theater, but now that I can never see a movie in the movie theater or a movie in general outside of this podcast ever again. The system is um, broken. Yeah, it, it, it truly is. Uh, so I'll, I'll just very quickly tell you, uh, Ant, Ant-Man and the Wasp, colon, Quadrophenia. Quant, qu- quadrophenia. <laughs> Quantum mania. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, the... Crestophenia sits on the shelf. That's a Simpsons reference. Uh, Thank you. Uh, Quantum mania, um, like it, it's, uh, it's really difficult to look at. <laughs> I've, I felt, and I get that. Yeah, it really, really gave me a headache. Um, I, I don't know, I guess it's, it, the movies are just like, if that is so, supposed to represent like, um, you know, the, the height of the Hollywood system or whatever. Sad. Yeah. I mean, you know, what do you need? It's a couple of guys on a podcast, uh, telling you the Marvel sucks. Like, you know, you know that, right. Even if you're a Marvel fan in your heart. You know, yeah. Well, and then and then I looked at what's playing, and it's like, oh, Guardians of the Galaxy three is out. It's like it's just there's yeah. no fanfare anymore. It's but just those like they, ones are better because they're James Gunn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I Allegedly. so I've heard. I do. I I am curious to see that. I have heard a couple of things that like um might maybe pique your interest a little bit. Like yeah. oh, there's a lot of prosthetics in it. Like, okay. like a lot of you know tangible practical effects. Practical effects and cool. um, there's uh, animal abuse, uh, which oh. I think is really cool. <laughs> kind of oh. Holocaust. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Anyway, Quantum Mania, whatever. It's bad. Yeah. The only the only good part is when you is the um, the fuck Modoc. Uh, I really want to see Modoc. Really, really quite an abomination. When I heard Modoc, I like that's the only reason I want to watch it. Very weird. I I just like I know that a lot of people have to kind of sign off on a design and oh. it, there's many steps <laughs> to the process. So but he looks like Modoc is what you're saying. Oh, it's no, it's just weird. Oh, it's okay. When yeah. he has the mask on, it looks like Modoc from the comics. I don't even know he had, he had a mask, but when you take the mask and off, it's a giant and head. it's Corey Stoll's giant head. It's really weird. Um, and there's a point where there's like a brief kind of flashback, like origin mode, Modoc origin story. And he's like rising up out of a, out of a, a tub of fluid of some kind and you see his little ass. Oh yeah. That was pretty cool. I need to see it. Yeah. The, it, it, it's just a really weird tonal, tonally like a uh, tonal shift movie all the time. Cause it's the Ant-Man movies are supposed to be, they're kind of fun and funny and they were meant to funny. be. And, and <clears throat> this movie is, um, uh, it's like the stakes are very high all the time, oh. but everything's very tossed off and kind of goofy. And so there's never really any sense of like um, tension or danger or anything. Sounds about it, right. It's just, I don't know. Anyway, to move Does on. Does Paul Rudd nail Roger Daltrey's uh, falsettos? What? Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. no. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, Paul. It's the first time I've looked at Paul Rudd and been like, he looks old. Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, I saw Scream 6. Okay. I did some franchise. These are franchises. Yeah. Right? Scream Six. Uh, How dare it was, you? Uh, it was better than Scream Five. Uh, I don't know. I just uh, these movies is kind. It's kind of cool that they're still making them. I guess. Yeah. Um, and I can see why people like this one. There's a couple of good kills and good kind of set pieces and stuff. But for the most part, it's like I just don't care really. Like it's not interesting, right? Yeah. The format 
uh, we know it's by six movies. Like we know how it all kind of happens. Six movies since the nineties plus the TV yeah. show. Oh, right. You know? Yeah. So yeah, I, I feel you. <laughs> Anyway, not much to say there. What's next? Uh, oh, it's like, you know, he's in New York, baby, right? They're, they're on the subway. What Ghostface? if Ghostface was on the freaking L train? What if Ghostface was in a bodega? <laughs> you know, like only in and New York. And he kills you with a bacon, egg, and cheese. Yeah. No, he at one point he has, like, the shopkeeper, like, hits, kill, you know, shoots him with a shotgun, and then he, he steals the gun. And it's like, Ghostface, he's got, like, a sawed-off shotgun in a bodega. <laughs> only in New York. Uh, that's, that's pretty cool. Uh, I, I give it points like you know J- Jason and Jason takes Manhattan where he is in Manhattan for like three minutes. Um, <laughs> Ghostface is it, it does take place in New York, but like whatever, it's not. It's I don't think they really utilize any any interesting um, b- bits of the location, right? So it's he might as well be anywhere. Please tell me Ghostface Killer has a cameo. Uh, not that I recalled. But I was pumped Waste. up full of Dayquil, so it's hard to say. Um, okay, and last, but certainly not least, I would say the best of these three uh, recent releases, uh, Dungeons & Dragons Honor Among Thieves. Oh, I, I, I kind of wanted to see that. You should watch it. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm, not gonna, I'm not here to tell you that it's like a good movie or yeah. a great movie or anything. But Did I it do, make you laugh? Uh no. <laughs> it didn't make me laugh. Well. But I was I was um amused uh and I do think genuinely um it does and this is what I had heard and why I was interested in watching it is that it has this feeling of um kind of the 90s 2000s uh yeah. blockbustery sort of thing, right? Yeah. And it is very fun. It's very light. Um and everybody's good in it. Uh, Chris Pine is very charming. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's pretty fun. I'll watch it eventually. Yeah. Um, it's, uh, yeah, it's nothing to write home about, but, uh, you know. This past week, I saw Ghost in the Shell in theaters at the Review. Nice. Oh, with, uh, with a friend of the pod, uh, past and future guest, Aiden. No, uh, oh, I no. couldn't get him a ticket. It oh, sold damn. out. But uh, I went with Pat. Mm. Um. And Friend it, of the pod, uh, future guest. Once, no, never, but future guest, yeah. Pat. Yeah. Um, and we got there, and uh, the only seats left were the front row. Oh, you got too late. You got there too really late. Really sucked because a lot of modern movie theaters, I feel like, even if you sit in the front row, it's like not too bad. They figured out a way. Not the review. At the review, it still kind of sucks. Like you could bend backwards, but you're still like in lower back pain city. Yeah. Um. But the movie, I I really like that movie. Great I, movie. It's less than ninety minutes, and it's oh, yeah. so chock full of like great philosophical discourse, amazing animation, yeah. super cool ideas that have been like influenced countless Hollywood things, uh, probably forever. Such as a uh, Ghost in the Shell, uh, Scarlett Johansson. The Scarlett Johansson movie. Yeah, that's <laughs> huge exactly influence, what I'm huge talking influence about. on that movie. I, I'm actually because I've never seen it. I think I tried watching it once, but turned it off. Yeah, but I've I, never seen it either. I'd love to do like. Ghost in the Shell 1 and 2, and then that Scarlett Johansson movie, because sure. I'm sure, because it's like twice as long. <laughs> and, like, <laughs> and obviously it's longer because it's full of better philosophical discourse. And I'm sure, yeah, I'm sure. More iconic action sequence, because everyone still talks about Scarlett Johansson, Ghost in the Shell. 
Yes, yes. Yeah. And the thing that they bring up isn't the the controversy that they cast a white actress in a yeah. Japanese role or whatever, you know. Yeah. Yeah. It, and, the, and the original is really cool because, it, you know, it came out in 95 and it's so, uh, it could care less about like, you know, genders and stuff like that. It feels very 2023 in that regard. But there's even a moment where they're talking about um, the the puppet master is this hacker, and in the future, you, you basically hack humans because we're so melded with computers. Mm. And they're speaking to the hacker itself, and they're like, uh, "I'm calling it he, but like I don't presume it's genders because we don't know like what this thing is, right?" So yeah. it was just like, and you know, they can augment their body parts and swap things out easily. It was like, oh, this is like this is pretty cool. This this is why the right is afraid of AI because yes. it, it, will, uh, it will make everybody non-binary. Dude, yeah. but the the major one of the greatest anime a- animated baddies of all time. <laughs> that that's why Alex has a Ghost in the Shell a poster Partial nudity, in his yeah. in his uh, bedroom yeah, you, in the right boudoir at, at the foot of my bed. Yeah. Yeah, I wake up every morning and I just I love you, Major. Nah, nah. <laughs> I love you. Um, and then I also watched uh, good segue, mm. Godfather Three Coda, the yes. death of Michael Corleone. Yes. Um. So I was able to and watch. What that. is that, Alex? What well, is that? I don't. I didn't know it existed until you told me about it. Oh yeah, I'm plugged in. I'm always plugged into the the latest. Um, that all the cool kids are talking about, which is Fran- Francis Ford Coppola's <laughs> recut Blu-rays that he, yeah. he puts out to make money. So was that a recent? Oh, yeah. It was okay. a couple, couple years ago. Yeah. It, it was interesting. So I got to watch that, and then today we watched the... It wasn't even the theatrical cut, right? No. So something that I, I learned is um, for the home video release of The Godfather 3... Um, Francis Ford Coppola did actually uh, re- re-edit. I'm not sure exactly what the changes are, but it it's like nine, ten minutes longer. Mm. Um, and I think at that time it would have would have been called the final cut or something or other, right? But yeah, right. It's not labeled that way, and and it's it's the only cut that was available on home video up mm. until I think 2020 or 2021, maybe. Mm. Um, so it's just the way people would have, the majority of people who didn't see it in the theater would have seen it. So right. it's technically a director's cut. Um, Interesting. And then Coda came out and he, you know, released that and was saying hopefully it would uh, absolve a lot of the criticism that kind of lobbed at uh, Sophia, his daughter. And apparently Al Pacino and Diane Keaton, you know, both gave their approval to that cut. Yeah. Oddly enough, you know, having watched both, I think I preferred whatever version we watched today. Okay, more yeah. interesting. See, I, um, I, I really wanted to try to watch both, um, yeah, but because but you're business Benny, I'm business Benny these days. So uh, sorry, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, don't have time. Uh, knocking on doors, and walking and knocking. That's what I'm doing. Walking and knocking so, and cocking. Uh, well, no, <laughs> nope, <laughs> no. Unfortunately, don't have time for that either. Um, but uh, <laughs> damn, <laughs> oh, so fucked. <laughs> shit, is, shit is so fucked, you guys. Um, okay, uh, had I not been, had I been unemployed, or had had a job that didn't have the the kind of weird mm. hours, I for sure would have watched that. But I think the thing that really um, the barrier that uh, uh, prevented me from checking out Coda because I really wanted to see see what the differences were. Uh, were um, it was because I, I had never seen this movie before, mm-hmm. so 
uh, watching it today uh, in the, I guess, technical director's cut, but the home video version, the, yes. the, the main version. Uh, I had never seen it. That was the first time I had watched it. We just watched it. So yeah. this is this is fresh out of the oven mm. uh, take uh, for it. Um, and yeah, I wasn't able to watch Coda. Uh, I wanted to because I, I think it's really interesting. Like Coppola is obviously one of those directors who uh, has a lot of different versions for his movies. Obviously, Apocalypse Now has, yes. you know, three versions now, three main versions. I'm sure there are more. Um, he did a, um, with uh, Twixt, we were talking about. He he has a new cut of Twixt that just came out this year but mm. uh, called Betwixt Now and Sunrise. Twixt. Yeah. <laughs> if I had one, I'd share it with you. It's the candy bar that's made for sharing. It's a good one. Yeah, it is good, yeah. Yeah. We should get some of those. Actually. It's one of my top. I'd I put it in top five. That's can, interesting. Candy chocolate bars. I would never go for a Twix, like unless I don't go really. I don't really buy candy bars. You know, that's like, good. Yeah, that's good for you. Yeah, that's but good. you shouldn't do it. In my in my memory, mm. wealth of knowledge, yeah, I think yeah. Twix is up there. Yeah. So Francis Ford Coppola, the Twix movie, um, mm. and that's when you knew he was really struggling for <laughs> ideas, right? When he made the candy bar movie. <laughs> Fucking sell out. <laughs> Such a hack. Um, and he did it with The Cotton Club, which is a, mm. a definitely a movie I, I really wanted to see uh, for this series. But again, like, fuck, I can't. I uh, don't have time. I mean, I watched these dumb movies, but that was like yeah. last Sunday when I was in bed. So, um, Cotton Club Coda, the death of Michael <laughs> Coda. Yeah. Uh, no, it's. I think it's. Uh, it, it, it does have a different title. It's The Cotton Club Encore. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, Fun. yeah. And so I, I definitely want to see that. Uh, but uh, so he, he's notorious for this sort of thing, for mm-hmm. re-releasing them. Um, so what in in your mind, you know, were the main differences here? I'll tell you. Yeah, I'll tell you the things I noticed, and then um, then we'll get into the film proper. I way preferred the opening um, of this film of this version that we watched today. Because it chooses it, uh, it it shows you some of the their old like uh, Lake Tahoe Lake House, mm-hmm. right? Which figures prominently in Godfather Two, where like mm-hmm. that's where Fredo is murdered. Um, a good chunk of the action happens there in Number yeah. Two, and they show you like the wreckage of the boat and stuff like that, like yeah. kind of in the yeah. water or. I don't know if it's the wreckage, but it's no, I like, know what you, you know, mean. yeah, it's some, some, uh, some jetsam or possibly some flotsam. I'm, yeah. not, I'm not sure which one is which. And, um, you know, I, I just really like that. It's a somber opening. It, it, it almost reminds me of, um, this is only because I watched it kind of recently, but, That's uh, all right. Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Man's Chest, <laughs> Fuck off. where it kind of, it opens like you're expecting the swashbuckling adventure, but it kind of opens on this like Victorian, like it's supposed to be Kira Knightley and Orlando Bloom's wedding, but oh. he got arrested. So she's like alone at the altar and it's raining and there's like rainwater falling into the teacups, you know, you kind of see it in disrepair <laughs> and it's this like somber tone. Um, I take your word for it. Yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> And I think that kind of imbued this movie with more of a sense of like Michael's guilt over oh the, some of the God, stuff he yeah, did. Yeah, Because Coda opens like I, I'm maybe I'm misremembering it a bit, but one of the first scenes, if not the first scene, yeah, is like an establishing shot of uh, I think they use it later on in this cut, but it's it's like a church with a. Uh, New York business building on the side of it uh-huh. and then it cuts to the scene where Michael is talking to this bishop yes. about the Gilday, Gilday right? yeah, uh, the about Irish the guy. 
immobilary. Yeah. Uh, he wants to he wants to get a controlling stake in like the Vatican's like real estate business, um, and the Vatican's like a bit in the pocket or something. So they're they're open to it, mm. and I I don't know like that. I, I just preferred this opening. I thought it set things up. I thought that scene worked better later on in the movie. I didn't mm-hmm. really get why they why they had to open with it. The Gilde has like uh, a pretty in my like. I don't think the script is as strong as the other two films in general. Well, no, it's not. But he has a like a pretty cringy line in that exchange, and so that so Coda opens with it. But he's like. I need a favor and it's not just lighting a little candle. Oh, right. You yeah, know, yeah, and yeah, yeah. yeah. Th- whereas this movie, it opens with uh, that kind of montage of the Tahoe ho- home in disrepair. And then, then it kind of goes right into like the celebration, right? Like where Michael's donated a large amount of money to some uh, charity uh, through his organization that's run by his daughter, Mary played by Sophia Coppola. Yes. Um, so that's, that's just one thing I, I could just, I could bring up the differences I noticed as we, as we go along. If yeah, you'd that, like. yeah, that's probably a good idea. Cause then, then we, uh, we can keep going on with the movie and stuff. Um, you liked Michael's haircut in this movie. I, I, yeah. Okay. So here's the thing. I've been <laughs> meaning to watch this movie for forever, right? Like the Godfather, the Godfather two, I kind of have a, a distinct memory of watching them on DVD. Like when I was younger, probably in probably in uh, uh, late elementary school, early high school or something, you know. And um, and then The Godfather 3, I think it was just, like, it's, it's a weird movie because I think it, it has uh, this reputation, right, of being like, oh, it, it, well, obviously the worst of the three. Mm-hmm. But not just that, that, it's, you know, I, I don't know if this is... Um, this kind of weird uh, telephone g- uh, game or like re- of received wisdom where it's like, oh, The Godfather 3 was a flop. Like it sucks and nobody liked it mm-hmm. and this and that. And, you know, if you look at contemporary reviews from, from the time, right, it's not um, – it isn't really – it wasn't like, like uh, raked over the coals or, yeah. or anything like that. There were some vocal people saying, oh, I, we, we don't like this. It's inferior and in particular – Attacking it on um, for Sofia Coppola's performance and um, and for things like that, but uh, you know I don't think um, and so the, somehow that just got communicated to me. I don't know how the, the, that it's like oh the Godfather three oh you don't really need to it's not a priority don't worry about mm. it and uh, but still I'd always wanted to see it and the last time that I watched these Godfather movies which was in 2020 like near the mm. beginning of the uh, the uh, so-called pandemic um, <laughs> sorry <laughs> I'm sick right now well, uh, it's only... not I don't have covid I tested I tested uh who mm. not the world health organization the, the, who band, the band announced <laughs> that the the pandemic is no longer yes. a global emergency so yeah Keep on rocking in the... That's the who, right? Keep on rocking in the free world? Yeah. No, it's not the who. <laughs> That's a Neil Young Pearl Jam song. Huh? <laughs> Neil Young Pearl Jam? Yeah, I know. Right. Collab. Yeah, 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 yeah true. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, no, uh, what was I saying? <laughs> the, the God, the God oh, Father yeah. 3 got hate. Yeah, yeah. So, so uh, the last time... Um, it was a pandemic. We're watching a lot of movies, uh, probably smoking weed, <laughs> relaxing, hey, trying, trying, hey. not, yeah, trying not to think about the end of days, yeah. right? And so one day, my my roommates and I we were like, let's watch the Godfather movies, Godfather One, Godfather Two, 
And then by the time we get ready to put on Godfather 3, uh, it's like, oh, my God, I don't think I can watch another three-hour movie like and yeah. that's like this, right? It's just not – it's just so much movie, right? Yeah. So you put it on, and then, like, both my roommates tapped out, and I was watching it. I probably watched, like, 15, 20 minutes before I was like, oh, I got defeated again. Like, it's it's – today's not the day. Yeah. So I was really excited to finally actually watch it. And uh, I'll tell you my honest opinion is that uh, I, I mean, obviously, I don't think it is at the level of Godfather, Godfather mm-hmm. 2. Like, and if you think about it like this, like, if Godfather was this sort of like miracle at the time, this perfect sort of like fusion of studio filmmaking and like a new new Hollywood voices and mm-hmm. and giving giving uh, trusting the director uh, to 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 bring in um, some something personal and uh, you know and that that it was this huge success mm-hmm. and a kind of unprecedented success right and that if the Godfather two then is sort of like the blank check right if hey, you want if you want to bring the up carte uh, blanche. the yeah, carte, uh, carte blanche with Alex and Benny. Mm-hmm. Carte Blanche with Alex and and Danny. Something, something, whatever, whatever. Um, Fuck you, Griffin. (laughs) No, 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 they're good. No, I know. These are nice boys. Yeah, no, we we like Blank Check. Yeah, they're nice boys. We subscribe, we listen. Yeah. We're fans. Yeah. 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 Sometimes, sometimes. Um, uh, (laughs) Carte Blanche, that's good. uh, so right, if it, if if that's sort of like okay, well, we want to make the sequel, and he's like, okay, I've got an idea for it. I mean, him and Mario Puzo um, are making their own sort of thing, and and I think like we were sort of talking about in in the second episode, um, in in some ways, it feels more like a, the movie that Francis Ford Coppola really wanted to make, right? Um, you know, you know what I mean? Yeah. Or like, like it, it just feels, yeah. yeah. Uh, so if, if that's sort of the, the blank check, this movie is, is something of a, like a compromise, um, you know? And, and so I think part of it is that he didn't want to, he resisted the idea of making a part three. Mm-hmm. He didn't want to make it. He didn't want to make it. The studio was going to go ahead and make it. They were looking at other directors to right. fill it. And so it's like a matrix resurrections type scenario, right? I, I don't know if it's exactly like that, but it, it, it may have been, yeah. um, like I said, uh, I didn't really do a lot of research. I don't know <laughs> if I said that. Well, I said it now, so that's okay. But, um, a compromise in a few ways, right? Yeah. Where they tried to get Robert Duvall. He was going to have a big part in it. He he wanted to be paid more, and they didn't want to pay they him. So no. they he, that they no had Tom to restructure it there. They had Julia Roberts as the daughter, uh, and then um, you know they she had to drop out. They had Winona Ryder, and and mm. it was going into production, and then she had to drop out, right? Aww. And that's why Sofia Coppola is in the role. It was it was you know obviously he could have found some somebody else. But uh, it was it was a last minute kind of replacement, right? So there's that there, and, and there's all these other compromises. If you look at some of the production history, like um, like things that just didn't work out, and things that maybe had they worked out, this movie may have been received better, or may have been right. kind of viewed as 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 a, as a worthy follow up. But I like the idea that you know initially they wanted to call the movie the death of michael corleone and the studio said no <laughs> you're not it has to be called the godfather part 3 that's stupid yeah. and like i understand why they why they wouldn't want to name it that um but uh, the idea of it being a coda and an epilogue to a to a duology right makes yeah. a lot of sense um if and you, when you watch it like that it kind of can help you kind of kind of 
explain away some of the things that that maybe don't work quite as well yeah it it kind of almost gives it some grace because then you're kind of going in expecting like you know the wrapping up the epilogue of this you know this tale or whatever like as opposed to just like another firecracker installment really and for the faults that it does have and you know i have my criticisms and thoughts about it i do think it's a it's it is a good send off to some of these characters not all of them not not tom not tom hagan no 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 No, it 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 does it does feel like you know like um personally obviously it it does feel like a flawed movie it does feel like a compromised movie but um not so much in the way that it is not also like a francis ford coppola movie yeah and and that it, it it's it's very much the kind of kind of continuation or epilogue that he wanted to 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 uh you know i think that 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 would have meant something to him personally with what he is trying to bring with these movies and what he's trying to the the kind of arc of michael Corleone's life right yeah just yeah. like clerks three just like clerks three yeah, yeah exactly honestly yes actually <laughs> yeah. yes 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 yeah it's true yeah this movie ends very similarly to clerks three <laughs> Um, no, uh, I, I completely agree with you. And there, sorry, one thing too about the recut, right? Is that it's Coda, the death of Michael Corleone, Co- mm-hmm. and Coda is supposed to stand for Child of Deaf Adults, right? Like the Oscar-winning film Coda, right? Oh, is that not the case? I got confused because yeah. it's. I think that's. I never watched that movie. You never watched the Best Picture winner of Coda? all. No, I thought you were going to say the Best Picture of all time. Well, it, it's a. It won the Best Picture, so it, it, therefore it is one of the best pictures of all time. Yeah. True. Can yeah. I do a quick aside? Because I was. I, I watch uh, Barry, the Bill Hader show yes, on they HBO. Yes, did a Coda thing. Didn't yeah, they? yeah. They yeah. had the woman uh, who directed Coda, yeah, and she's uh, directing like. She, she on Header Heater. I, I don't know. Yeah, but she's directing a what looks like the Eternals yeah. like their costume design so like fun. that so which was fun. a reference because the woman who actually directed Eternals yeah. kind of did that I arc know. right so yes. I, was, I was watching that and I, I haven't seen man I'm exposing I'm not a modern cinephile anymore I like old movies god damn it I'm that's a, good I'm my mom's I'm my mom's son god damn yeah. it TCM but um uh I haven't seen Nomadland or Coda or Eternals let me tell you, you're not missing out <laughs> on all three of those movies. You can skip all three of those. There yeah. you go. I think out of out of those, I'm I vindicated. Mean, no, Nomadland, I, I, I think is an interesting movie. I, I don't, um, I didn't like it that much. Right. But um, I, I, I like Clojure's other movie, The Rider, a lot more. But that's the kind of movie that. Um, wouldn't get nominated for an Oscar, I guess. So I don't know. Well, I feel like I'm vindicated by film Pope Benedictus. That's me. Turn, turn Turn Turnbullum the fifth. Yeah. Whatever. That's me. Yeah. Well, that's pretty much how it works here. Okay. I'm the mayor of film town. And if you're, if you're in town and you, and you are ashamed that you didn't watch this or that, or you come for absolution, I will tell you whether or not your opinion is valid. He's okay. And Alex, it's okay that you didn't see those movies. Thank you. Um, I barely watched Eternals too. <laughs> like it, Eternals, I. Was... They're barely watching something. I know exactly what you mean. Oh yeah. Like yeah, you like. Oh yeah, fucking stoned out of my gourd. Man. Yeah, you're you far away on an island. Yeah, like... I was on it. I was totally in a different place. Yeah. And I let the movie happen in front of me. Yeah, yeah. And I, <laughs> I looked up 
for all the best bits, the funniest bits, like when one of the Eternals is like in the ruins of Hiroshima, like after they drop the bomb and he's what? like, oh, the Eternals is really weird. <laughs> it's kind of worth watching because it's really <laughs> weird. He He's like, oh, I probably should have intervened. <laughs> You know, because the the Eternals like like exist on Earth. We're I guess they're the eternal, Eternals now. Right? They exist on Earth to like to like uh, you know like 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 help humanity uh, evolve uh, evolve. I think, but 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 then they but then they can't get in the way of certain things. So so it happens a couple times. It's like it's like during. Um, a conquistador's like like slaughtering like Aztecs or something. He's there. It's like it's like uh, we can't enter. I mean, this is a little fucked up. It's a bit of a genocide <laughs> slaughter, but we can't intervene. And yeah, then it's, it's like World crazy. War Two. It's like, oh man, I probably shouldn't have probably should have stopped the bomb. or <laughs> stop the Holocaust. Jesus Christ. They, yeah, they 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 um yeah they they don't. I think explicitly mentioned that, but they do explicitly yeah, mention Hiroshima, which it brings to mind, of course, the Holocaust and other well, it's World like, War II era things. It's it's a very very strange movie. It's um, like in the Minions, because like the Minions, uh, they just live to serve evil people, right? So in the movie, they're serving like you know pharaohs and whatnot, and like Roman emperors. And then like after Napoleon or something, they very conveniently get frozen, and yes. the, so they skip. <laughs> yes right. the world wars right so and any so, modern genocide right okay that's yeah. good yeah, yeah. so yeah. the minions the minions are complicit in but in a lot of evil but but not not in the modern uh day right so we can kind of right because it's easier to kind of uh like oh they okay well yeah if they 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 help build the pyramids well uh that's so long ago <laughs> maybe in the future like and by in the future, I mean like five years. Maybe they'll do a, a movie where like the minions are assisting Hitler, and they just keep like fumbling things for him. And he's like, "The eyes, the minions." <laughs> I, I, I don't. And they're think like, they're make that movie. <laughs> I don't think. I mean, Illumination. Like, if they run out of ideas, maybe eventually they'll get there. But uh, now that they made that Super Mario Brothers movie, it's like they don't. Right. They don't have to. You know, that is them. That's gonna be. That's gonna be it for the rest of time. <laughs> Fucking Donkey Kong, Sonic, all that shit. Dude, if they make a, if I they guess make, they already did Sonic. If they make a, a proper Donkey Kong yeah. Country movie, nah. I'm there. I know. With the, the original score, I know that would be good. I'm yeah, there. Donkey good. Kong Country. But this is the thing. Like, like the, it's um. There's no such thing as a proper anything. It's just, it's just, it's just basically a reskinned Minions movie. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they're just Dude, like those Kongs do know, like whatever. bananas. Yeah. Um, Godfather Three. Yeah. What? Where were we? Where were we? What were we talking about? Uh, Coda, maybe. Oh yeah. Sorry, I really threw us off the rails there for my stupid joke about the Godfather child of deaf adults. <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. No, I liked it. Oh, yeah. And I, I wanted to say, like, I think these, pro- these movies have problems, and I do have problems with Mary Corleone, uh, Sofia Coppola's character, Michael's daughter. Yeah. But they're not inherently because of Sofia's performance. No. Like, like okay, and I think I think part of that, too, is, is like I was saying, this this kind of received wisdom that gets passed down and so on. It's like, you know, before you even know anything about the movie yeah you know that Sophia sucks oh she's terrible and like oh nepotism and like oh it's like such a disastrous performance and like she won uh the rat two razzie awards like worst actress and worst new star and right and and uh 
um, we here at uh, at uh, the franchisees, uh, we we don't like the Razzies. The Razzies, it's a mean spirited organization of misogynists and weirdos and fucking losers, right? <laughs> if you go and just look at like their history of like the awards they give out, in particular, if you look at like worst new star, worst actress, it's it's fully like it's just like any time uh, that. Uh, like like a woman does something mm. that's either uh, whatever a little out there, or a little overtly sexual, or right. a little like or like takes a risk, takes a chance, and they're like, oh, it's the worst. Like Shelley Duvall in The Shining, it's like because that's because that's such a big performance. They're like, oh, she's like so bad. She got a Razzie. Oh yeah, stupid shit like that, right? She was amazing in that movie. Shelley Duvall is a queen. Yeah, thank uh, you. They sound like incels. Uh, I, you know what? I can't verify for sure, but I, I have heard things. Yeah, yeah I not like us superior vol cells. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not a vol cell. <laughs> uh, I mean, not right. I mean, not currently. You yeah. have been. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah of yeah. course, of course. I took the vow. <laughs> yeah, you took the vow. The vol cell vow. <laughs> um, yeah. So, so I think you know, just like first impression wise, I I was really excited to see this. Um, mm. and I enjoyed it for, for what it is. I, I think there's, a, as is the case with pretty much every Coppola movie, um, there are stunning compositions in it. Yeah. Um, it's, and it, Gordon Willis is back, right? So it's, it's, it's very much, um. It looks good. It's consistent. Oh yeah, ab- absolutely. And, um, I liked a lot of the newer characters and a lot of the performances. I do think, you know, Sofia Coppola definitely, um, does seem to be kind of struggling a little bit. I know that part of it was that she has a, like a like I guess what you'd call a valley girl accent, right? And um, I I had heard at an initial screening they that was like a total disaster. She did have to go and redub like a certain percentage of her dialogue to try oh, to remove some of that because it's a very. I know the the movie takes place in 1979, so. It, in New it, York. In New York. But yeah. it's a, yeah, it's a very distinct kind of yeah. California. She doesn't sound like a New Yorker. No. And, and, and it comes through a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I think like, but, but her actual performance, like aside from some of that, some of those like kind of tripping over dialogue a little bit is not that bad. It's not bad. It's just the story puts her in these silly situations. Like she yes. basically, there's like a romantic subplot between her <laughs> And I think you kind of like Andy Garcia as Vinny Corleone. Uh, I'm not crazy about no, him. No, I, I don't really. No, I don't. I think, you know, what's funny is he's worse than she is. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I would agree. He, yeah. Yeah. He's got some good moments, but he's his character is just kind of ridiculous, in my opinion. Yeah. Like, and it, it's it's like he is much more inconsistent uh, performance wise than than Sophia is. For sure. And, uh, and he got uh, nominated for an Oscar. Did he? Best Supporting Actor. Yeah. Wow. This movie was nominated for like you know best director best best uh, of course uh, whatever but it didn't win anything right so it's right. Yeah, but yeah well like so early on in the movie during the celebration that always takes place at the beginning of one of these so it's Michael's again they've donated a big chunk of money there's a yeah he's getting a nice church award yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> whatever it is the church's best boy yeah the best boy <laughs> um and. Props that they got the woman who I think it's I'm pretty sure it's the woman who plays uh, the woman Sonny fucks at the the wedding at the beginning mm. of Godfather one. The yeah. one with the cavernous vagina who can take his massive sizich. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
ounces each. What is? What does that even mean? Is that a nonsense word you just made up? I, I had a friend uh, in high school and university who would say "sizich." I don't know if it was. <laughs> I, I he, he was he was Jewish. He wasn't Italian. I don't know. Like, I like maybe it. Yeah. No, let's use it. Shout yeah. us to Hank. Ciziche. Hank, come on the pod. Come Hank loves pod. movies. Yeah. yeah, you'd love Hank. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Hank Hill. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. Uh, so so there, there's a lot of like fan service right off the top. Yeah, we, we we and I know fan service is kind of we're kind of saying that in a little tongue in cheek, but there in a way that the Godfather two does not have as much. Like we were talking about a couple times where they're like, they're like I'm gonna make him an offer he can't say no to. Yeah, shit whatever. like that, right? But this one, it's it's like. Oh, here's a callback. It's like yeah. here's Johnny Fontaine from yeah, the yeah, first yeah. movie. You know, here's. Uh, it's way more obvious than like. Yeah, uh, and it, it's yeah. It's, it's still little... not on like. It's not like Marvel or big remake no. level. You know, <laughs> no, like, no, yeah. no. But but it is a little bit uh, odd. You know, like it's like it okay, well, out. Tom Hagen is not here, but, but here's, here's his son. Here's his son. He's a priest. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> isn't that cool? Yeah, he's a priest in the Vatican. Why would Tom Hagen's son go into the fucking clergy? I don't know. Who knows. You know, I think uh, we do, we don't get a lot with that character, right? Because spinoff coming soon on Paramount Plus. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Holy Hagans. Holy Hagans. Yeah, that's great. That's great. Robert <laughs> Duvall is is still alive. He he could he could at least appear in the first couple episodes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think you know a big theme of this movie is like like sins of the father, right? Yeah. And but we don't have a moment like that where. Because the Tom Hagen's son in this movie has um, it's John Savage, by the way, right? Small he, he, role, very small, small role, and, and role. Ba- barely, you know, barely any lines. Yeah. So there, there isn't anything to establish, like, um, like, oh, I wanted to go into the clergy because I, I didn't want to follow in my father's footsteps in crime, like, like how we have with Michael's son Anthony, right? Yes. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I just want to say, so yeah, Andy Garcia shows up at the beginning of this party, mm. and you can already tell he's a hothead. Like yeah. His dad. You find out he's Sonny's bastard. Yes. With the woman with the cavernous vagina. Right. Um, and he demands to be there. She has a name, Alex. What's her name? I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. Imagine you're watching the credits. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Woman with cavernous vagina. <laughs> woman who can take Sonny. Yeah. Um, and uh, he, through a conversation he has with Sofia Coppola, like she's like, I haven't seen you since like a party when I was like uh, eight and you were 15 mm-hmm. or something. So it's, uh, ostensibly he's like not really around, but like he's he's kind of pushed on you, you know. He's kind of forced on you, like, yeah. hey, this is uh, Sonny Mancini. He's gonna be like, you know, Sonny Corleone. He's gonna take over, or whatever. Like, it doesn't really feel natural. It feels very rushed, mm-hmm. and I guess that's a byproduct of the story. But yes, then we see a scene where with Kay. Every basically every scene with Diane Keaton. There are moments where I think her dialogue is kind of clunky. Like earlier on, Michael's yeah. like, I was trying to protect you from horrors. And she's like, you became you my became horror. My horror. Yeah. And it's kind of clunky, but she, she's, great. she's great. She's great. She sells yeah. it. Diane Keenan is fucking amazing. She's amazing. In these movies. Yeah, I she's fucking amazing. love her. She's really good. And and, to, and I think just, just like, it's just weird uh, how, you know, I, I guess... Uh, Maybe she gets left out of the conversation a little bit because it's she like totally it, does. Yeah, having uh, rewatched these, like, did she win an Oscar for two? I don't think so. Yeah, like rewatching she's these. She's great in two. She's yeah. amazing in two. She's amazing in this one. Yeah. And you know, rewatching them, I'm like, you know, you remember Brando? You talk about Al Pacino, and you're like, oh, they had James Caan and Robert mm-hmm. Duvall, Diane Keaton fucking slays. Yeah, and Talia Shire is she, really good in this one as she's well. She's great too. Yeah. I don't. 
entirely love what they did with her character. No, it's a little weird. She kind of becomes like the second in command, like Black Widow type thing. Yeah. Like, you know, she. Yeah, it's a little odd. Yeah. We'll get into that. But I love Diane Keaton. But yeah, she comes and she's like, Michael, please accept that your son's leaving law school. Michael's like a total like loser helicopter parent. He's like, no. You've got to become a lawyer. I need more lawyers. <laughs> he wants to go be a musician, which, as we established when we were talking about Tiarema and whenever past the Lingini episode, that was. Yes, a, a fate worse than death. Truly. Yeah. <laughs> and it turns out, you know, in very Italian fashion, he winds up being an opera singer. Right. But we were laughing, like, what? Like, this is 70s, like New it's York. 1979 like, yeah. New York, yeah. What if he's like, I, w- I want to be a lead singer in a new wave band? <laughs> yeah. And Michael's like, uh, what? I, I cannot attend the christening. I have to go to my son's concert. He's performing at CBGB. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why he sounds like Brainstead. I can't, I can't do Michael Corleone. I'm sorry. Yeah, and they come out and they're in like mesh see-through tank tops and like leather pants and they're like... Yeah, yeah. Um, Some new wave trash. I was like... Tony and the Corleones. <laughs> yeah, yeah. To- yeah, like Tony Bruno. with an eye. Yeah. <laughs> Tony with an eye and the, and the Corleones. Yeah, that'd be good. Yeah. But then, like, they win him over because, like, their synth playing just rocks. Or he's in some, like, <laughs> mid 70s prog band. Called, oh, like, yeah. That, oh, that'd be great. Yeah. Called, he, like, The King's Lament. Yeah, yeah. He, he's, uh, he's, uh, he's like, uh, I don't want to follow you, Dad. I'll never work for you. Uh, I found a new family that'll accept me. Yeah. Uh, I'm a touring member of King Crimson. <laughs> yeah that's really good yeah that'd be sick eh? yeah. he joins yeah. he joins yes <laughs> yeah yeah i mean those are the two that that's who you would mm. that i mean that's the the famous yes crime family king king crimson too is almost like a mafia because of just how many people throughout yeah. the years would have been on right don like, fripp yeah. yeah don fripp yeah <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> I found out a new way to make. I found a new system of business to make money. Frippatronics. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. There are over 25 million lonely suburban white kids in America, <laughs> and they love progressive rock. <laughs> yeah. That's good. <clears throat> That's good. So, Michael, Michael's son wants to be in a prog band. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Michael's son uh, is, uh, yeah, he's... Is Robert Fripp. Yeah, he's Robert Fripp. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's our dumb joke. Yeah. At, at this, at the, we had a good laugh, too, because at this meeting... So, the, so there's, there's, a, there's a, um, another crime boss, right? Um, Alto Bello. Uh, no, but uh, oh, oh, uh, yes. Joe Montagna is in it. Joey Zaza. Joey Zaza, yeah. And they, they say... Joey Zaza's full name. Yeah. Always Joey Zaza. At least one time Joe Zaza. But they say the full name. It's it's in the first half of this movie. It's they gotta, love it's saying be it. Like, it's got to be six hundred times. Right? Yeah. It's yeah. They fucking love saying it. Like smoking that Zaza. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, and it, he he presents uh, Michael with a plaque, and I don't remember what organization it is, but it's like we present to you the Italian American Man of the Year. Yeah, like the Manucci <laughs> or something. Like yeah, the Mancuccio. Uh, I don't know why I thought that was so funny. It was <laughs> just the idea that that award exists. The, yeah, the Italian yeah, American yeah. Man of the Year. Yeah, and and that it, and that it, it it exclusively is awarded to uh, whoever is representing the the best. Uh, Italian American stereotype, uh, the pizza guy, yeah, and, yeah. and uh, you lifetime know, winner. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, a Don. <laughs> well, his whole thing is you kind of get that he's like very open in public, you know, and he talks to like the papers and whatnot, mm-hmm. you know, and he's trying to. Hey, it's an interesting character. Like I like Joe Man- Montana. I think he he's does good. a good job. Yeah, he's yeah. good. It's a it's a bit of a weird character, and again, it's also just like he shows up. It's like he's got beef with. Uh, uh, Vinny, Vincenzo, uh, Sonny, Vincent. Sonny, son, Vincent, yes, Vincent, Vincent, yes. Yeah. Um, and he's got beef. <laughs> Vinny bites his ear in a real Mike Tyson move. Yeah, and all, uh, yeah, and, and a very sunny, son of Sonny thing to son do, right? Yeah, totally. He's a hothead, just like his old just pop. Like his pops. Yeah, and he's got a huge uh, ceviche. That's what I know. That's ceviche. not what you said. No ceviche. It's, yeah, like he's got a, a big plate of raw fish. <laughs> dish of raw fish. Yeah. It's very good. It is good. I love yeah. ceviche. Got to be careful where you order that, though. Oh, big time! Watch out! Yeah. Uh, Watch before out. he left, uh, Aiden, uh, he and I went to. We wanted to go to Sushi on Bloor, mm. great sushi restaurant. Mm-hmm. It was closed. Yeah. So we went to Monkey Sushi. Oh, no, 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 no. I'll call it out by name. We sat, we dined in. Mm. Uh, A a mouse ran out of the kitchen and like a chef stepped on the mouse. And I guess he caught like a bit of its tail because we heard a lot of squeaking and we just turned and watched. And this mouse like gets free and bolts away. And they're just kind of like, oh. And then we didn't get a discount or anything. And then, but like, I I assume. Did you bring it up? No. No. We're we're cowards. Yeah, Uh, that's right. But. You know, it's like, I assume most places in Toronto have mice or they cockroaches, do. but you don't want to see them. You don't want to see Especially them. Especially in a sushi restaurant with all that, like, open raw yeah, fish that gets so. served to yeah. you. You know, it's something about it felt extra icky. Yeah, so, uh, yeah. I'm not, I know, I'm not going to write a Yelp review or Google thing, but if you're in Toronto, uh, don't eat monkey sushi. It's, it's, no. it's mouse. Um, this is the problem sometimes if you want to go to Sushi on Bloor, which is a very good sushi restaurant that That's is good. also not overly expensive right yeah. it's not like a like a high-end sushi restaurant no. but it's very good um and very consistent and and great food um but surrounding it are a, a number of inferior restaurants crazy. Sushi restaurants yeah and you can always tell if you order something very basic like let's say you order like spicy salmon roll spicy tuna roll whatever right at sushi on bloor when you and and then this is not necessarily a complaint about the preparation or whatever, but like you, ha- you, you, it's just, a, it's a big chunk of salmon or a big mm. chunk of tuna, mm. but in other places it's, it's usually like a, like a blended up, like a kind of a mush, Tempura right? bits. Yeah, exactly. And so you, you know, it's, um, the price might be the same. <laughs> it yeah. doesn't taste very good. And it, you're, it's not really a lot of fish in there either. And I don't like when they put the big blob of spicy mayo on top. You oh, know? Yeah. Like, it's, too, it's kind I, of I, I like spice. I can handle it, but it's right. just, it's too much. It's gross. It's creamy. I, f- I feel like it takes away from the fish. You 100%. Know? Yeah. This 100%. has been Fish Facts yes. with Ben and Al. Yeah. yeah. This has been the sushi boat with. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All aboard the sushi boat. <laughs> Anyway. Oh, so maybe I'll get sushi later. Joey Zaza. Joey Zaza. Vincent Manzini, nay yeah. Corleone. <laughs> yes. 
They've got beef. They've got beef. So yeah, like I like Joe Montana, but they just kind of flop him on you. He's the antagonist. It's very clear. The antagonist for the first bit. Anyway. Yeah. There's yeah. there's no real question about it or like intrigue. You know, like in the first one, like with Salazzo, it's like there's a bit of a push and pull. Mm-hmm. You know, he he's trying to be reasonable, like he's trying to do good business or whatever. Yeah. Joe Mant- Joe Montana kind of comes up and he's just it's instantly like, you know, biting heads. Yeah. And I, th- I think with um, Al Pacino's performance as Michael, like it's, it's very different, right? In that, and uh, I think even Al might have said, oh, I, I don't think, um, I don't think Michael Corleone would have ha- been filled with remorse and with guilt, like, like later on, uh-huh. uh, you know, and, and maybe that's the problem. But I, I like this idea that yeah. now that he's kind of, pushing 60 or whatever he or however old he is um that you know and trying to go legitimate but also not trying that you know he's it's the same thing right he's trying to go he's trying to go legitimate trying to whatever salvage things um but uh and he's trying to keep the peace right yeah you know but also he he could be trying hard barely he's barely trying to keep the peace and the whole my whole impression of him and of Al Pacino's performance in this movie is that he's just tired. He's tired, yeah. and he's like you know in ill health, and um, he is like racked with guilt, especially over killing Fredo, uh, which is I think a really nice um, idea for the character like like this far on. Mm. If you had done Godfather three like a couple years after Godfather two, I don't think that would have worked. I agree with you, yeah. I think setting it later and having Michael be, you know, having him be divorced and, and his children be adults. And I, I imagine, you know It's good. Yeah, like like he 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 lives in the s- solitude that you see him in at the end of two for a while. Like, yeah, you know, he, and 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 this this whole thing and and kind of getting into the ending and well, not so just the very very ending, right? But this idea of of um, it, it kind of reminded me of the Irishman a little bit. Oh yeah, where yeah. it's it's not at all like that. They don't really spend a lot of time with him as an old man, you know, mm-hmm. uh, um, to, trying to tell people his war stories. No one gives a shit or anything yeah. like that. But just this idea of like. Uh, of of you know you live this life of crime and and intrigue and it's very exciting I'm sure it's very dangerous and then and then if you survive uh, as as he does um, <clears throat> and he still has to maintain his business interests he still has to lead this family um, but he 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 the the weight of time mm. and of, of history is is just like pushing down on him yeah. and he he is um he's no longer there's no scenes in this movie where he is um you know there are sorry there are plenty of scenes of him glowering at people and looking <laughs> at people in rooms and so on but there it's <clears throat> excuse me it doesn't have the same power that he that he has but behind the stare in Godfather 2 mm. <clears throat> excuse me He's um, it's just pathetic. Like he's yeah. like he's like a pathetic old man. And I, I was very impressed with Pacino in this. Actually, I know that it's like he he's bordering on his hoo ha phase. He's almost um, there. And uh, we did a, we talked a little bit about that last episode, but um, I genuinely think uh, it's a very good performance. You know, right from right from the beginning too. Yeah. yeah. I, again, like I. I I don't think the issues I have with like, you know, some of Michael Corleone's character are because of Pacino's performance. I think it's no. because of the situations and the plot. Right, and, right. But I, I do think um, Al Pacino uh, 
gives her, if you will. He always does. And um, like after, uh, you know, he kind of slights Joey Zasa. Uh, <laughs> he doesn't give him any money after he... So he, he wants to get a controlling shares of Immobilari and uh, he sells all his casinos and stuff and he wants like out of the life. He wants to rid his hands of it. And I guess just go to <laughs> own this major real estate company in Europe. Yeah. Um, and then he doesn't give Joey any money, Joey Zasa any money from selling all the casinos. So shortly after Joey storms out of this meeting in Atlantic city, his home turf and, or it's someone's home turf. I forget who. And then Don Portobello. Let's yes. <laughs> yes. Alto Bello. Alto Bello. Yeah. Played by the great Eli Wallach of the good, the bad and the ugly. Fan. Yes. He plays, uh, the ugly, I believe. Um, Tuco. but you know, also, well, he's also kind of good, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, at the end of the day, it's him and, uh, it's him and Clint, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, those movies are going to be good. <laughs> I haven't seen those in so long. Me neither. Yeah. Uh, no promises, though. Yeah, someday. Wink. Someday. Um, so, yeah, Portobello goes after him, and then <laughs> a helicopter shows up, and just like similar to like, you know, the Matrix with the helicopter just firing into the building. Uh, a lot of these old dons are killed, like very swiftly. Yes, yes, yes. So I, I, I had definitely seen that scene before on TV, mm. and I remember thinking, like, oh, like this is what happens in The Godfather Three. Yeah. <coughs> Excuse me. It's just a very like. Uh, it's very like. Uh, um, it feels like a GTA Three mission. Yeah, or something. yeah, yeah. You know what I mean, like it really does. Yeah. Um. <coughs> Excuse me. Which, like, maybe when I was younger, I might have been like, oh, that's kind of hokey. It, it is, but it's it's kind of fun. It's kind of cool, too, yeah. right? Like, I don't know. It just, like, logistically, it doesn't really make a lot of sense. <laughs> uh, uh, but um, the, <laughs> the way that it's pulled off, right? They, they put the cuffs on the doors on the outside. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I guess it's a pretty efficient way to kill people. Uh, <laughs> they could have just stormed in with guns and, and shot them. But helicopter's cooler, right? It's like, way cooler. It's way yeah. cooler and then yeah. the getaway, right? You're in the helicopter. This yeah. is true. Yeah, They could yeah, have just I, run to the roof after shooting everyone up and gone on a helicopter. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it's funny, too, the... the uh, the, the continued uh, com- commitment to the, the orange <laughs> danger metaphor. Yeah. It's like an orange rolls on the table and you're like, uh-oh. People yeah. in the theater, I'm sure, in, in 1990 were like, oh, shit. <laughs> it's an orange. Let's go. <laughs> and uh, and cakes. Uh, shout oh, out to Aiden who pointed good, out cakes. There's some good cakes. Yeah, during that opening celebration scene, the guy's like, there's literally a baker who's like, I make you the best uh, cake you ever have. Yeah, with the little like religious award on it or whatever. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Stupid. But yeah, so that and that leads us to the famous line, right? Yeah, exactly. In, in the kitchen where he, which like, he delivers excellently. Oh yeah, I tried to get out, but oh. they pulled me back in. It, just when I think I'm out, they pull me back in. No, he says, he says, he says, uh, he says, uh, I I was out and now I'm in again. That's the line. That's the famous line. And I keep going in and, and out, out and, and in, in and, out. and out. And I try to pull out. But she pulls, she me, pulls back me back in, in because she is a breeder. <laughs> yuck, yuck. I was out. <coughs> now I'm in. Then I'm out again. And they're pulling me back and forth this way, both in and both out. And they're pulling me from side to side sometimes even. I'm left. 
And I'm right. I'm on a seesaw. I'm going up. I'm going down. I'm going up. I'm going down again. I'm in. I'm out. This is the greatest riff we've ever done. <laughs> and, then, and then he says, um, shortly after that, he yes. says, our true enemy has yet to show themselves. And then he has like a he has diabetic, a diabetic heart stroke. Yeah. Stroke yeah. 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 Yeah, which uh, which is some. That's probably the biggest he ever gets, except for at the end when he's yelling, yeah. screaming. Oh yeah, yeah, That's pretty much the. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm gonna pause and get a lozenge. Sure, sure. Yeah. So yeah, Michael uh, falls ill. He goes into a diabetic coma, at which point uh, Vincent uh, takes revenge on Joey Zasa. Yes. And he, you know, he, he, there's a moment like, and uh, Connie, again, in this case where she's kind of like this Black Widow character, gives uh, gives him her blessing. She's mm. like, do it. Do mm. it, Vincent. I want him dead. She doesn't say that, but. She basically says she that. She basically says that. And I guess to like a callback from the like parade sequence in the Don Finucci death mm. and stuff, uh, Vincent kills Joey Zasa. They make it seem like it's going to be a big, like, elaborate plan or something. But at the end of the day, it's, it's just... relatively elaborate. I mean, well, no, you're right. It's unnecessarily elaborate. Yeah. Like, they, they, they've they got, like, a guy who's just... Like, Joey Zasa is giving away a car. And the guy sits on the car and he's like, hey, up yours, Joey. Mm. And he's like, hey, who is this guy? And then he's like, oh, this is your car? And then he starts keying it. Mm. And then really pisses him off. And then there's like, you know, people wearing hoods, carrying something as part of this parade, like a big crucifix or something. It's a, it's a, it's the mother and son. It's right. the, it's Maron. <laughs> and they drop know, it and little baby Jesus's head comes off. Yeah. And uh, a couple of guys like under the hoods have shotguns. They start shooting at Joey Zaza's people. Yeah. And, and, and again, it's like this, this kind of like elaborate setup, but it's at the, at the end, you're just kind of shooting people. Like the helicopter thing was way more. Well, elaborate. I mean, that's just that's just again like a logistical nightmare. Yes, probably yes, shouldn't have worked. Yeah, but um, Joey Joey gets away and he's running away, and then Vincent comes up to. He's dressed as a police officer on a horse. He's dressed mm. as a horse guard, and he just uh, he he corners him and then goes, "Hey, Joe!" and then shoots him a bunch of times and then goes, "Zaza!" <laughs> yeah, Zaza! <laughs> and then rides and gallops away on a horse. Yeah, it is it's, a little odd, isn't it's it? It's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. It's fun, but it's, yeah, it's a bit, it's funny too. It is kind of funny, yeah. And, you know, Michael, he's pissed that they've kind of taken these drastic measures while he's been in a coma. Right. Uh, so as he gets better, he he kind of becomes more intent on getting out of the business and seeing this uh, immobiliary deal through or whatever. Mm-hmm. But he's got to like, the Pope fall, falls ill. This is all. This is all based on true stuff that happened. Yeah, this is this this movie. I think too is the because uh, because this has been a big theme in in the Godfather is this, um, you know the this kind of like uh, like squaring of of your like Catholic beliefs, um, which are so ingrained in in this in in the family mm. right and in the whole uh sicilian lifestyle that that um they've kind of imported over into into the states um and how you can reconcile the uh your belief in god and the teachings of uh, sin and salvation with uh, the fact that you know you you live a life of yeah. murder and lies and deceit and so on and i really um i thought s- some of the best scenes in this movie Actually, probably the best scene in the movie is Michael talking to um, 
the man who would Car- become cardinal pope. who becomes the yeah the new pope he becomes um, uh john paul the first john paul the first yeah and uh in in that garden right and it's just like you know he's he's confessing his sins and and he says something like well he, you know and and, and the cardinal uh, says uh you know i know you don't I know you don't believe it, but mm. you'll be forgiven or whatever. Yeah. But then I don't, you know, it, it sounds like he doesn't believe it either. He right? says your sins are terrible and your right to suffer. Yeah, or something like that. Yeah, exactly. It was a good scene. Yeah, it's it's one of my favorites. It's, it's shot beautifully, just beautiful, in this like beautiful. courtyard, like where they're kind of uh, in the background and in the foreground, like in darkness, is just these stone walls with like flowers on it. Yeah, it's very yeah. pretty. Um, but yeah, at a certain point, the, like the whole action of the movie kind of takes place in Italy. Yeah. Like they go to Rome to sort out this Catholic stuff. And then towards the end of the movie, uh, they they go to Sicily because Michael's son, uh, his his new, uh, new wave punk band yeah. is performing in Palermo. In Palermo. Yeah, they're 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 releasing their new album, Cavalleria Rusticana, <laughs> which is uh, uh, an opera. Mm. Um, that uh, friend of the pod, uh, Jordana, I'm sure is oh, aware of, yeah. and could rock correct, opera. correct my uh, pronunciation of. Of course, yeah. They're actually, they're doing a they're doing American Idiot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Wake me up. Yeah. We should have done that for karaoke. Oh yeah, good call. Yeah. Good call. Uh, next time. <laughs> um, and and you know, I I like the Italy sequences quite a bit. I think actually, when it gets to Italy. Um, I don't know. I think some of the the goofier elements maybe like uh, slip aside. Yeah, I think I think you know when when we're not focusing on things like um, Sofia Coppola and Andy Garcia's relationship, which is like incestuous. Uh, by yeah, the way, yeah. Aside from it being weird that they're cousins, it it I think also just like because maybe, um, well, I don't know how believable their performances actually are in in not just in general, but. <clears throat> Fitting into this kind of Godfather universe, yeah, they 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 do feel a little um, tacked on. Well, yeah, like like kind of At separate. Least the romances, but there, but that's not a very big part of the story either, right? No, it's not. Yeah, it's just this weird thing that they cut back to every now and then. Because <laughs> yeah. like early on, actually, uh, speaking of not big parts, you see Bridget Fonda. You know, she's a right, she's a journalist, right. and she's she's there during the ceremony and stuff. And I think she's sitting with. Mary, so maybe they know each other or something. Mm-hmm. And she sleeps with uh, Andy Garcia. He just yeah. kind of picks her up. He does uh, sleight of hand magic for her. <laughs> <laughs> and then we see her like at his apartment, and there's a break in where uh, Joey Zaza tries to have him killed. Mm. And he's a badass, right? He dispatches these hitmen like it's no problem. Yes. And we don't see Bridget Fonda again. Yes. But that could have been like an interesting element. Like, you know, this reporter. Yeah, I, I thought she was going to come back at some point, but I guess maybe maybe it's just to, yeah. you know, I don't know. I'm not really sure what that character is really getting at too much. You know. And we don't see any scenes of Vincent and Mary like in bed together. Like, no. it's possible. It's, no, but I think they probably. You think it's they fuck? Oh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think yeah. it's open to interpretation. Oh, here <laughs> like, we go again, baby. Here we go again. Um, no, but there is like a really funny scene where he she visits him at the back of it. He like runs well, that's a what I'm talking about. Yeah. 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 And uh, he's making gnocchi for the boys. Yeah, he says, he says, uh, uh, help me make gnocchi for the boys. He literally that's says great. that. Yeah, literally. Yeah, it's, it's great. Yeah, yeah. I love that. And that's when they kind of share their first like sexy kiss. 
Yeah, well, well, I mean, that's and that's where I think maybe they uh, they maybe uh, consummate their um, devilish incestuous relationship right there on yeah. the gnocchi table. Truly, the 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 greatest sin a Corleone has ever done. Yeah, it's up there. <laughs> Um, no, this is where we come in with a hot take. Incest uh, between uh, first cousins, uh, brothers, sisters, as long as there's no power imbalance, uh, there's nothing wrong with it. It's, uh, the Catholic Church, I just looked this up, the Catholic Church says it's okay. So. You, you're just trying to uh, goad me into admitting that uh, I visited the, the old country, my old country, Romania, <laughs> a couple, a few, several years ago, not a few years ago, many years ago, and my second cousin, second cousin, not related by blood, mm. I hadn't seen her since I was a kid, and I was like, oh, my God, she's so hot. <laughs> Alex, going straight to hell. She's a, she's like a dental tech, and I was just like, my God. That's one of the hottest jobs. Yeah. Just mouths off. Working on them teeth. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I don't have any cousins. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, I, I I agree. I like the, 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 the rest of this movie that takes place in, in mm-hmm. Sicily is... is it feels very serious, uh, and it really does feel like like a climactic epilogue to the two movies, where yeah. we we uh, we see, um, you know, the 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 final kind of downfall of Michael Corleone. Yeah, the, the pr- probably the worst thing that could ever happen to. Yeah, him. not again, not in like a business sense and stuff but in a very like personal yes personal sense yes and it's we get to see tragic. the triumphant return of Calo yes played by our boy Franco, Franco Chidi looking old but looking strong dapper he's he is dapper so happy that he was back so happy to see him and he's you know yeah. he's got lines he's got stuff to do he actually kills someone during that probably final has montage more to say in this movie than, than the, well i don't know I, I guess he is in that sicily section for quite a bit but yeah yeah so cool to see him so yeah so then that kind of brings us a little bit to uh to the performance at the uh the of the opera right yes yes where where there's you know uh similar to to these um you know uh the christening in the first movie and the crosscut with the consolidation of power and the various murders hits mm-hmm. that are put out. Um, we have a couple different things going on. Um, this, this movie's plot is somewhat convoluted, but uh, yeah. I do like this focus on, um, you know, uh, religion and the, and the, ca- this yeah. power struggle within the Catholic church, you know, and I think I benefited from watching it to, twice uh, really recently. Sure. 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 So I, I was keeping up more and I, I, I agree with you. I like these ideas, mm. but I do wish they were communicated and told in a bit more of a coherent and, you know, digestible way. Not that yeah. it's incoherent, but like, you know, it's know a lot. It, it is a lot. Right. Yeah, it is a lot. Um, but yeah, we you know we have uh, basically we have um, Connie who's who's uh, um, you know doing her first murder presumably yeah. <laughs> baby's first murder, yeah. uh, giving poison cannolis to uh, Don uh, Portobello, um, who is her godfather? Who is her godfather? Yeah. Right, but has but has betrayed the family, sold them. Yes, out. he hired a. Uh, <laughs> A hitman and his donkey imitating son. <laughs> like, do the donkey noises, and he pulls his mouth <laughs> in a so weird, weird way, and he's like, yeah. "Oh, yeah." But they killed Don Ta- Tom Tomasino or something, sure. who sheltered Michael when he was in Sicily in the first one. Yes, which sends uh, Fra- Franco Chidi into a rage. 
Yes. And then, so Michael at his funeral actually swears off sin. And that's when he... Yes. Oh, it's brutal. He when gives... He, he says, on the lives of my children, yes. I won't sin again. And he makes Vincent the Don. Yeah. So there's a scene where they're kissing like Vincent's hand. Yeah. Like, and he and Vincent, you are now, you can now go by Corleone. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and so, you know, me, you know, Connie is given this guy, the poison, uh, the poison, uh, poison cannoli. cannoli. Um, and, uh, in this case he should have left the cannoli. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, they smother the, uh, the, the, the bank, the Vatican bank. Fraud Some guy, guy involved with the yeah, Mobileri thing. Yeah, and him thing. hanging from that bridge is this beautiful shot. Yeah, yeah, and there's so, some money that falls out of his pocket. Yeah, yeah, it's great. But we were joking that was him evacuating his bowels. It does look like poo uh, from, from a certain angle, yeah. Um, and then uh, meanwhile at the opera, right, um, there's uh, the, the hitman... Um, the guy who killed uh, Don Tomasino was yeah. his name Marco something or mm, Man- that... Mancuso Mosca Mosca Ma- Mosca Mosca's there and he's preparing his sniper rifle and the uh, two of uh, um, uh, bodyguards are killed. Uh, I guess they're they, they call them the twins, right? Because they they look very they similar. Look I was very like, similar. are those yeah. twins? Yeah. Um, <coughs> and there's a scene early on during the celebration where there's like two twins in the background. I noticed too, and I was like, why are twins a motif? Twins and yeah. oranges. Yeah. No, um, you know, twins are great. You want to put it in a movie, you can, you know, um, you're like, oh, doubling. Isn't that interesting? You know, mirrors, twins, you know, it's very easy shorthand to just uh, make it deep. Yeah, that, yeah. that's why. Twix. I'm, yeah, that's why I'm uh, my first movie is, is going to be all about twins and looking in mirrors at each other. Yeah. Holy shit, that's and a I'm lot. I'm going to call it mirror twins. mirror twins it's going to win the short film palm door <laughs> <laughs> not twin mirrors oh maybe that's better <laughs> shit fuck um and uh and yeah and meanwhile um you know al neary right his his bodyguard that's a guy who kills fredo yep. and who does a lot of the heavy lifting he travels to the vatican and he kills the irish priest um, Gilday, who who right, who was gonna, who was in the power struggle? Success, he was screwing to be over, new, yeah. To be the new pope. They right? didn't like Pope John Paul the first because mm-hmm. he ratified the deal because Michael confessed to him. Yeah, and and I think he had also wanted to do some reforms in the. Yeah, he wanted like to. That, right? He wanted to drain the swamp, mm-hmm. if you will. <laughs> and uh, so they actually uh, poison him. They poison the pope's tea. They're like even not even the pope's safe. Yeah. Which actually happened. Pope John Paul I died like 33 days after yes. he was uh, made pope. Suspicious. Mm. Mm. Yeah. And um, yeah, I, oh, one, I, I wanted to shout out the actor who plays, uh, who plays Gilday because uh, he, and I mean, I don't know if he's maybe he's the greatest performance in the world, but uh, Donald Donnelly, uh, who's a great Irish actor who I'd only ever seen in, he's not in a whole lot of movies, but he's very, very memorable. In uh, John Huston's final film, The Dead, cool, which is a James Joyce adaptation, and he plays Freddie Malins, the uh, this this like drunkard who comes to the party, and he he's so good in that movie, and so it was quite shocking to see him uh, uh, in in another in the Godfather. Role, you know, yeah, yeah, no less. Um, and he's and I like that he's like a cardinal who smokes a lot. He's always yeah, smoking. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but I don't think his performance is that great in this. Again, uh, not necessarily yeah. because of the performance, but just maybe. I know what you mean. Yeah. Um, um, so yeah, how does it, how does this end for, uh, for Mr. Michael? Well, well, before we get into that, uh, speaking of Al Neri, mm. I, th- I think there was a great moment where, uh, 
Kay arrives in Sicily, uh, Diane Keaton, to, mm. to see the performance. And she's like, why do you still have him around? And he's like, oh, he drives my car. He picks up my briefcase. And she's yeah. like, Michael, like, you're still a good liar or something. Yeah, you're, yeah, you're and still And he wants lying. to take her around Sicily, show her the the village. And uh, uh, she's, like, not really into it. But then there's a great moment where they're like, uh, Kay, your driver's here. She's going to go out or something. And yeah. she opens the door and, like, a rom-com, like, Michael's in the front seat. And he's like, <laughs> Buono dice, m'lady. <laughs> like, it's really cute. And he takes her around town and they do have this really lovely scene when they get back and it, it almost seems like they're going to reconcile at least yeah. for the sake of the children yeah but that's when franco chidi comes in and tells them that don tomasino was killed by moscow mosca mosca yeah and you know he's like talking to uh michael and he's like sangua de sangua like i must have revenge and whatnot yes, yes. and Kay, like we were, we were noticing it's like a mirror shot of when they close the door on her it's very similar to the the f- final shot in the in the uh first godfather yeah. she's kind of in the background and she's just like it never ends and then yeah. she walks away you know yeah, she's she, not she there anymore the yeah. yeah and it was it was really cool and then because of that during the big climax our boy Franco Chidi gets to gets to slaughter uh, some other Don Don Lucchesi. Yeah, in a very uh, um, bizarre way. Yeah, he he they frisk him so he doesn't have any guns, and then he's like, uh, Michael Corleone has a message for you. I need to whisper it to your ear. And yeah, which is like, a huge red flag. Like, don't let him. Don't let him within. Don't I let believe, Franco Chidi I believe near what you. The <laughs> army calls sexual distance killing. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And he, That's he, a good term. he leans in and takes off the Don's glasses and stabs him in the neck. Yeah. And I will say something it, I'm always going to be I now for the listeners, I am a bespectacled man yeah. and I'm going to be thinking about that for the rest of my days. Oh, if somebody, you, if John Wick, for example, wanted to stab me with glasses in the neck yeah. uh, or cheat Franco Chidi. It could easily happen. That's why I don't wear glasses. I need them, but I just don't because I'm worried. Yeah. Um, but I will say in Coda, there's a really satisfying... Arti- Coda, the best picture winner? Yeah, that one. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. yeah. There's a not re- a good movie. There's a really satisfying arterial spray when he stabs oh. the Don with his glasses. Because we see the aftermath of it. it and you do that bloody. in Coda, too. But oh. in, act- in, in in Coda, he puts it in, and there's like a Kill Bill-style, like, like coming nice. out of his neck that's nice. awesome. Nice. And, really, and then Franco Chidi, RIP, unfortunately, is shot in retaliation. Yes, but he's, he was like a Ronin. He didn't have a master, so he had to kill. He lived a good life. And I will say, I, th- I was hoping this was only in Coda, but it happens in this one too. I did not like that they put an Andy Garcia voiceover during the kind of like first parts of this the montage to mm-hmm. just kind of like, but it is, it's a sprawling kind of movie. It, it is kind of complex. So he kind of comes in and he's like, well, this guy's going to get it because of this reason. Yep. And then Kahlo's going to kill this guy because of this reason. You know, he kind of spells out what's going to happen during the big montage. Yeah, I know. It, it, it is a little clunky. Just uh, even just because we're not used to that type of exposition in mm. these movies yeah like the you know um obviously the the scene that this is closest to right would be that like that christening um definitely from the first movie and and that's all told visually right yeah um so yeah i don't know but at the same time it is convoluted and there are a lot of characters to remember so i, I see why maybe they felt like they needed to do that but yeah um but anyway like okay the opera it's happening mm-hmm. uh he does a good job uh, michael son anthony right <laughs> and uh as they're leaving, walking down the steps, mm-hmm. um, you know, Mosca, who who has kind of slipped into the crowd, mm-hmm. 
Well, his son first does a distraction. Yeah, his son like does doing a the distraction donkey with the donkey noise. Yeah, and 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 pulling out a gun. Yeah, and they take the gun from him, right? And then uh, and then Mosca, boom, boom, shoot, shoot, right? Yeah. And you, you see him, he hits Michael, and you're like, oh, I guess he got him. And then we reveal, oh no, uh, uh, Sofia Coppola, <laughs> Mary, Mary, right? Yeah. Mary has been shot. She's been shot. And and the blood, you know, kind of pooling on, under her her dress. Yeah. And I. I you know, I know it's kind. And then she says, "Dad, you know, like, oh, I'm dying. Daddy, Dad. I'm dying. <laughs> Dad, um, I'm slain. I'm slain." <laughs> and uh, it's, you know, uh, I, I know if 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 at that point in the movie, your your Sofia Coppola's um, performance is a problem for you, I could see why maybe it wouldn't hit as hard or whatever. But like, if, if, with without thinking about that, and I, it didn't really bother me, right? But without without. Um, trying to critique her or anything that that moment is such a perfect thing to happen mm-hmm. like like for for michael corleone right yeah um you know and when he says earlier right i swear on my kids graves i'm not gonna sin again it, and, it's good oh it's just and and i i i know maybe a two again pacino's silent scream uh, you know, to, to to the heavens, like oh my god, you know that mm-hmm. may, maybe that that's too much, but there's just something about it that that's like it's 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 the, like the fate, the only fate worse than death, right? His prized mm-hmm. daughter, his who he loves so much, and and yeah, you know the the, the um, his his son uh, who he's reconciling with, right, uh, by going to this opera, supporting his career, but this is there, opening there's, there's night no friction there, right? Um, but his daughter, right, is is the, is I obviously think obviously the child that he's closer to, and um, it's uh, I, I think Pacino is really good in that moment. It, it's absolutely heartbreaking. Um, I, I think so too. Yeah, and uh, and then uh, the the ending that I had heard about, I, I had heard it's somewhat abrupt or whatever. But basically, you know, you kind of fade out from that and and into. A flash forward, however many years, mm. and Michael with some old age makeup that is like kind of you know whatever. It's not it's not that bad, but Pacino with a bunch of shit on his face <laughs> um, as an old man. He he's in like I think Don Tomasino's yes. uh, area, yeah. and it's just him. He's alone, and he just slumps over and dies. Yeah. And and I think what we're supposed to sort of read into that is that um, at the opera steps that night. That truly was the end. That of, was the death. That was the death. That's the yeah. end of his life and anything good that is nothing good ever happened to him again. Yeah. And he didn't, he gets wounded, but he didn't die. And he had to live the rest of his life with all the regrets he already had, plus a whole new bunch of regrets for his daughter's death. Well, I could totally just picture a miserable piece of shit. And then he just dies alone and nobody cares. I, I, Cause I could see that causing a rift again, all over again between him and his son you know, this I, yeah, is I'd say. Like, yeah, and probably with Kay. Oh, you yeah. Know, like, so it, oh, it's over. It's over. It's, it's Bover. It's, it's Bover. It, not only is it over, I just, we said we'd never say it again, but we have to say it's both over, it's Bover, it's Jover, um, and, and yeah. that's pretty much it, yeah. It's Corleover for him. And, um, and I, I, I just, I, you know, I think... There's something um, I, I I understand why maybe it, people might feel it's abrupt. Yeah. Um, but there's something really powerful about just going like, okay, here's this tragic climax. 
here's the the worst, the fate worse than death that can happen to this character. He's completely shattered. He's screaming to the heavens, right? And then it's and then it's just boom. This is this is the you know yeah. you can fill in the gaps. <laughs> we yeah, know totally. exactly what is life of miserable, miserable another twenty years of yeah. misery, and then. He just slumps over and no one's there hold, to hold his hand or to say goodbye to him or to say they love him or anything like that. Yeah. It's just it's, it's just like He doesn't brutal, get the right? death that Marlon Brando got in the first one, which, at least with his grandson. He's alone. He's alone. And he There's... slumps over and he dies. Yeah, um, exactly. Friend of the pod, Aiden, would be like, this is the main character of the series. And he just kind of slumps over and dies. <laughs> That's your Aiden impression. That's funny. Oh, uh, <laughs> you got your ass, Aiden. He'll listen to this and then yell at me, but it's fine. Um, I can say too. Uh, I should. I should say, friend of the pod, Jordan. I listened to that uh, episode and said that uh, <laughs> Aiden's Aiden's uh, uh, opinion that 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 Vito's death scene in the first Godfather is like in, in some way not properly or, or dramatically staged. Well, mm-hmm. um, is I uh, quote the something like the craziest thing that's ever been said on the show. <laughs> so that's 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 damn. We yeah, gotta, we got to get them on an episode together. Oh, that'd be funny. That'd be really fun. Um, there was something I, oh, I wanted to say about that, actually, about uh, about Vito. Uh, I'm trying to think. Uh, ah, whatever. I, I wanted to say, um, so I, I agree. I love the silent scream that Michael gives. Uh, his O face is incredible. Like, he's drooling. He's, like, looking up to the heavens. His mouth is super wide open. Mm. Um, but I just think that, like, again, the... Re- we're never really shown like he just loves his daughter because that's what you do. You love your daughter. They're your prized possession. Really? Like none of their scenes are like super like warm or touching, they, you know, like, yeah, they, they don't really have, but that. he sells it. He does. Sell he sells it. it. Oh so. yeah. And I should say too, it do, it is, I forgot. It's not just that hap- the, 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 the opera steps fade out, fade into mm-hmm. the other thing. There's a mon. there's a fade out montage of Michael dancing with Mary yes. from the beginning of the movie. Then dancing with Apollonia, his his uh, Sicily uh, side, side side piece, yeah. Yeah. side wife, and then Kay, yeah, and it's just and I I like that. Where Me it's too. Like, look 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 at the 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 misery and and damage he's wrought yeah. uh, on, on these women who 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 dared to love this man. You know, it, it's just like. It's brutal. It, it's it's uh, and that's the kind of that Irishman thing where it's just yeah. kind of like like. You know, if 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 you live long enough in this game, <laughs> you're just filled with regrets. Yeah, you know? and and then that's another difference with Coda, is Coda Coda they, Coda from twenty twenty twenty. What was what year was it? I swear to God, ben. Coda. I, that's so weird. Children that keep, of death. Why do you keep bringing that movie up? Adults. I, I just love it. I yeah. love this movie. I've never seen before. I see the clouds from both sides now, and something else. And oh, my deaf family is here to support me at the audition. Uh, d- d- uh, does that spoil the audition to get into whatever Berkeley or whatever college I'm getting into? Well, now I gotta Stupid watch this ass. movie. <coughs> um, no Best picture. But the end of Coda. Um, Coda the the twenty twenty. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. Uh, they only show him dancing with Mary, mm. and then maybe he drops his head, but it could just be him falling asleep because they don't show him slump out of his chair. And then um, the worst part about the Coda ending is that they have an epigraph 
that oh. I, I I can't remember what it is. I should have like taken a photo, or written it down, but it's something like in Sicily when people tell you like they're gonna they've got your back, like they've got your back forever or something. Like it's something like pretty to me it felt trite and inconsequential. I don't know who said it. It's not like attributed to anyone. What does Maybe, it actually say? I don't know. It could be worth looking up. That's that's kind of silly. Yeah. It, but it's, yeah, it's not like Michael Corleone, uh, you know, 19 whatever to uh, 1990 whatever. No, it's just this weird like Sicilian proverb or something. And hmm. I don't know. Like I I just prefer the ending in this cut. Like I like him reminiscing again on all his relationships that he's destroyed. Yeah. And then um, like the coda kind of ends more because coda is called the death of Michael Corleone. Yes. But you don't actually technically see him die. You know, like it's it's the slumping it over be is, not, is not as but he doesn't fall off of his chair or anything. Interesting. So it, it's like, hey, it's a metaphorical death, right? He's alone and anything. Yeah. But like we just said, you can infer that from well, this works, version, no, it, too. Well, it, but this version has both of those things. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So I just uh I think I prefer this version to Coda. I think, um, I don't know. It's I will watch that version Yeah, someday. let me know what you think, please. Um, not right away, <laughs> but eventually I will. Well, that's another thing. I'm like you were curious. saying, like it's hard to get all through of these. And, you know, it's it's just been three weeks that we've been doing this series. Yes. But it's, it, it does feel like we've been watching The Godfather for like... It's a, it's a full course meal. Yeah. yeah a five course meal. Yeah, course one, cannolis. Course two, uh, no, wait, cannolis are dessert foods. This is why I'm sick all the time. <laughs> I, I so, can't eat cannolis every day. Um, how many mm. poison cannolis out oh, of five ooh. do you feed Don Portobello, Eli oh. Wallach? Fine Italian actor, Eli Jeez. Wallach. Yeah, yeah, noted Italian and Italian Mexican actor, Eli Wallach. Um Hmm. Oh, okay. So just to preface this, I know we've said this before, but like star ratings, cannoli ratings, they're stupid, right? It, it, it's it's not a measure. Yep. Sorry, I found it. Oh, okay, great. I found this it. is the this is the this is the epigraph. epigraph at the end of Coda. Yeah. When the Sicilians wish you sentani, it means for long life, and a Sicilian never forgets. Why would that be the epigraph to the movie about the being a child of deaf adults? I don't get it, man. I it doesn't make any sense. It. No, I don't get that it. That movie either. takes place in America. There's no Italian. The family's not even Italian. Look, do I look like Chloe Zhao? That's not her movie. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> this is this you're an amateur. <laughs> um uh okay. So the star uh, ratings bullshit. Star ratings are bullshit. Okay, it's not a good indication, blah 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 of how I actually felt about it. All right. I don't know. Uh, you know, it feels like a three and a half, but, but, you know, it, it, it's, it, it could border into a four because mm. I think that ending, <coughs> um, is, is, uh, is really perfect. Like, mm. like for, you know, and I, I just, if you, if you like this idea of the Michael from Godfather, um, from Godfather two specifically, um, uh, you know, what happens to that guy as mm. he grows older and kind of the guilt starts to eat away at him a little bit that, 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 um, that kind of, um, 
that you don't see very much in the second one, right? Mm-hmm. He struggles. He struggles with, especially with killing Fredo, mm-hmm. but but you know he's pretty decisive in that movie, mm-hmm. and and um, in this movie, if you buy into the idea that he would be filled with remorse in his in his older age. And um, and struggle to keep things together, and and struggle to maintain his family relationships and things like that. Um, if you if you can buy into that, and, and that works for you, like a, like emotionally, I think this ending to this movie is really quite powerful. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for that, you know, I don't know, it's just like a three and a half, four, four territory. Yeah. There's some flaws in this movie. I don't think it's I don't think it's that bad. I think also, obviously, it's it's uh, legacy. Um, is diminished uh, by virtue of being the third movie mm-hmm. in in a sequel to two of the greatest movies ever made. Yeah. Right? Um, I, I'm there with you. I would give it three and a half pours and cannolis. Because um, even Coda, which I like less, I think at the end of the day, I would. But well, Coda's pro- a much worse movie than uh, <laughs> than this movie. I don't even know why you keep bringing it up in conversation. I think I would give that like three. Poison cannolis because there are obviously like some of the great standout scenes like they've left them in place right Mm -hmm. um and then this one i just thought had like a little more i think they cut out more of like sophia in in coda and i just thought it was like again it was unnecessary it was like i don't actually have any problem with like sophia it's just that her character is kind of silly and falls in love with her cousin who she's forbidden from seeing because He's a gangster, but also because it's your cousin. Yeah, it's a bit of both. Yeah, I, I do. I, I do think, um, you know, maybe like Winona Ryder, like at that time in her career. That would have been that, cool. That could have been really yeah. interesting. She could have done something really good with that. But, you know, whatever. I think it's a great trilogy. I, I do too. I really oh my do. God, yeah, of uh, course. I think they're all worth watching. I think they all it's nice watching them kind of like not too far from one another, like I think three is a good epilogue to the series. Uh, doesn't reach the heights of one and two, but it didn't need to. It kind of did its... I, I, I like a lot of the ideas it has. I like involving the papal see. I like mm-hmm. a lot of the shot compositions. Uh, there's a lot to like. There's a bunch of stuff that I think was a bit fumbled, but I I, ha- I harbor no ill will <laughs> <laughs> good. to this film. Yeah. You're not going to send a message to Francis Ford Coppola. Frankie. Yeah, Frankie. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, I, I obviously I really enjoyed this series as well. It was nice to revisit these movies, even even though they felt very familiar to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think I've actually sat down and watched them in full v- that many times. Mm-hmm. It's just, you know, there's, you see bits and pieces over the years and so on. So it was nice to, to do that and very nice to finally see Godfather 3. Um and I love Francis Ford Coppola. Like I said, I, Dracula is one of my favorite movies of all time. Uh, mm. I love that movie so much. I think I like. I'm not gonna say that it's like, you know, whatever a better movie than the Godfather movies. But to me personally, it yeah, is. you like it watching is. it more. Like you could oh, put that on so any time. Yeah, yeah. That it, is kind of like Godfather One is to me because I wore down like my DVD copy of it so much as a young teen or whatever that I I feel like. It's it's a comfort watch for me. Yeah. Oh yeah, and the conversation, obviously. It's, oh yeah. It's is it, I've con- never heard about the conversation. The com- what is that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. The conversation is a, a discomfort watch. It's no coda. It's no coda. Yeah. Um, Should we tell well, the people? What yeah. What we've are we got? doing next? I'm excited. Yeah. I'm freaking. I'm so done with Italians. <laughs> <laughs> no. No more Italian. No movies more fucking Italians for quite some time. Um, we're gonna do. 
a movie series that I I remember renting the first one time and time again when I was younger ah. and fucking loving it. Oh, good. And then I had like a VHS copy of the second one, but I, I don't think I ever like finished it. It was weird. It'd come out like a few years later and maybe I just wasn't uh, as into it anymore. It's a weird time because we're, mm-hmm. you know, we're, we're, you're changing so much when you're like, yeah. whatever, in, in, in your early teens, right? So, totally. Yeah. But we're going to start it off with uh, mm-hmm. Shanghai Noon. Yeah. Jackie Chan. Owen, Owen Wilson. Wilson. Uh, Lucy Liu, I believe. I don't. I see. Now, this is the thing: is I haven't. I have not seen these movies since I was a kid. Same. And I really don't remember them. Um, I've. I watched this so much that I, I. I remember Shanghai Noon pretty well, though. That's the sad part. And the, the second film, of course, Shanghai Nights. Yes. With a K. With a K. Um, so, uh, the reason we are picking yeah, these. Yeah, Lucy Liu. Oh, okay, great. The reason we're picking these is, um, I think a while ago, uh, maybe even before the we had the podcast, or maybe not, um friend of the pod uh who comes up a lot jordan uh, uh, he's actually going to come on the yeah. show we're gonna, we're gonna get <laughs> you're so it's you, you don't need to feel threatened um you know but he's gonna he's gonna own us both with knowledge of jackie chan hong kong action movies um he's extremely passionate about these movies knows a lot about them and um uh you know, I've I, I've watched a bunch with him too, and and it's so much fun uh, to hear him talk about this sort of stuff. So we're actually going to get. I know we have kind of a generic picture of Jackie Chan in in the logo. Yeah, um, I'm not hey. sure. I'm not sure what movie that is from. Um, I don't think it's from a movie. I think it Clay just be, got a headshot of him. Yeah. So we're actually gonna we're gonna be covering a Jackie Chan movie. Now I know it's funny that it's like it's not the you know Shanghai Noon Shanghai Nights maybe not. The greatest Jackie Chan franchise. I mean, Police Story would probably be a better one. Yeah. Um, but and these are not technically Hong Kong action movies. Uh, but um, I remember talking to Jordan about them, and he was saying he, he had rewatched them recently, and that they're actually really fun. Yeah, and I, I don't doubt it. Oh yeah, I don't doubt it either. And and uh, and I think also Superior uh, probably uh, much <laughs> superior to the more popular um, Rush Hour franchise. Yeah, from what I remember, like, don't get me wrong. When yeah. I was a kid, I loved Rush Hour too. Mm. Um, but I really fucking loved Shanghai Noon. Yeah, I really fucking loved Shanghai Noon. Okay, good, because yeah. that that's good. It's it, we're, it's gonna be it's gonna be a lot of fun to revisit them, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, we'll have to figure that out with Jordan about uh, when we can kind of do it. But true, um, we'll see. Yeah, and and uh, Jordan is um, has a band, uh, Westalaken, and they have. An album release party coming up at the end of May, uh, so he'll also plug that as well, and we can talk a bit about that. And um, yeah, that yeah. reminds me. Really, we, we, we it's been what like seven months. We we got to get used to encouraging everyone to subscribe, like, follow at the beginning. Apparently, that's when you got to do it. Apparently, that's oh, when it's most yeah, hard, yeah, hard yeah, hitting. Yeah, because by now they they tuned, tuned out. out. Yeah, they're gone. The 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 second <laughs> or third time I I I purposely mistook Coda. The Coda cut for <laughs> yeah. the Coda movie. Yeah, that was keeping that was keeping us alive. Keep you on your toes. But please do all that stuff. Give us a five star rating. Give yes. us leave a review. My, email us at thefranchisespod at gmail dot com. Send us want. a box of poison cannolis. We'll eat. We'll them. eat them on, yeah. on air. We're hungry. Mmm. Mm, I'm a hungry boy. That's the fan. <laughs> Can't wait till we do Phantom Thread. Oh, me too. Yeah, we'll do the now Phantom. Feed me, woman, before I get sick. <laughs> Alex and I have kind of a phantom thread thing yeah. going on. Who's who? <laughs> who yeah, tune in next week. Who wait, who's Vicky <laughs> Creeps and who's 
Oh, I think we alternate. Okay. Yeah, yeah we, we're fair. switches. Yeah. Whatever. It's cool. It works out. Um, yeah. Anyway, we'll see you. Yeah, next week, cowboys. I want to yeah. be a cowboy, babe. Was yeah. that from the soundtrack? Pew, Kid pew, Rock. Pew. Uh, yeah, like maybe. I mean, I don't know. This is going to be a it's really be fun. fun nostalgia kind of thing for us. So. And that's two people on the thumbnail: Jackie Chan, yep. and Mike Myers. Uh, oh yeah. yeah, even though Austin Powers, right. different character, different but character, same ballpark. It's very, very similar ballpark. Okay, bye bye, bye bye. Just when I thought I was out.